Do you ever wonder if there's more to this life? More than what exists in this three-dimensional reality? More than what your five senses can perceive? There is. And all you have to do to experience it is become a true believer. Yes, 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 true believers, we have arrived. This is Unexplained Incorporated, where the unknown connects with the empowered. I am your host, Phantom Phil, and welcome to this next stage of the journey. And for those of you that have been following along this entire season, this will be the last guest interview of the season and man it is a beauty as we welcome Carrie Ann Fields all the way from down under you're going to hear more about her when the interview starts and you know I really hate to rank interviews and rank guests but as of this present moment this may go down as an all-time personal favorite of mine and it's a long one so get comfortable open your mind to all the wonderful possibilities that are out there because we cover a lot in this one and it's really cool we also reference quite a few points that were brought up by the rock and roll shaman Andy Murphy last week and they tie in very nicely to this chat you're going to hear very shortly it's amazing how uh this packed a one-two punch and i feel makes for some very strong vivid discussion just a couple of housekeeping items before we get this thing underway i mentioned on a previous show that i was potentially going to be getting a very big name guest for a potential unexplained incorporated holiday special for 2022 that is no longer the case unfortunately timing just doesn't work out and december 9th 2022 which will be posting obviously next friday or near whenever you hear this will officially be the last episode of the season until march of 2023 however the good news is that this guest has agreed to come on early next season and I'm likely going to time them up with the three-year anniversary of the show which will be March 31st 2023 can't believe it we're not even done this current season of unexplained and next season is already shaping up true believers I'm so excited and I also know that some of you started back at the beginning like I so kindly asked and you're trying to figure out, you're trying to decipher the code, the hidden theme throughout this season of Unexplained Incorporated. There's going to be one more clue in this interview with Carrie Ann Fields coming up. And next week on December 9th's show, I am flying solo. And it will all be revealed in grand fashion and here's how you can interact with this true believers i'm going to say it one last time here in the open 
If you shoot me an email at phantomphilunexplained at gmail.com, you connect with me on Facebook at Unexplained Incorporated, you connect with me at Twitter at phantomphil3, and you connect either with the Unexplained Incorporated Instagram page or my own page at phantomphilunexplained, and you guess the theme of the season and you guess right before Monday, December 5th, 2022, you will win a free distance Reiki session from me. So go through any of those channels with your guests. And even if you don't get it, I may award the session to the closest guests because I really want to test you and see how much you're into this. And the Legion of the True Believers is growing week by week. Amazing opportunities, and uh, for those of you that heard this past week, I was on Mark Steves' My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, and I'm telling you, that whole experience is going to open so many more doors for us. That's all I got for you now, true believers. Now we come to the good stuff, as we welcome host, producer, I guess that's what we'll call her, of... uh, Transcending the Matrix on the iconic streaming platform, the lovely, bright and talented Carrie Ann Fields. True believers, we are here at this stage of the journey. This is the last guest on this current season of Unexplained Incorporated because the next episode I'm going to be flying solo and... This is just lining up so perfectly. So I've had someone on from Australia before. However, they were not in Australia because they no longer live there. They joined me from Mexico and then a second time from their home base in London, England. But now I have Carrie Ann Fields, who is behind Transcending the Matrix on the Iconic Network, joining me from sunny Brisbane, Australia. And here I am in Southern Ontario, Canada. It's a cold, chilly, sudden winter evening. Our friends in Western New York, just down the highway, are literally getting pummeled with like six feet of snow. And here I am looking at all this beauty and this sunshine. It's amazing. Carrie Ann, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, how is life down in the Southern Hemisphere right now compared to where I'm at? It is very sunshiny and very beautiful. And thank you so much for having me on, Phil. And congratulations on all the powerful work that you're doing, leading leading the masses with uh, just you know such such beauty and strength. Love love your work. Oh, I really appreciate that. And uh, it doesn't always feel like the masses yet, but I think it will be one day. And I also feel with what I'm doing, and especially the new direction the show has gone in over the past couple of months, I'm just starting to scratch the surface. So I'm really curious to see where it's going to take me and where it's going to take my guests and the listeners. And uh, you're going to be a major part of that, I feel. So thank you for coming again. (laughs) Oh, I'm so honored. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. So great to be here. Good. So I was trying to look at where to start because there's so much we could go over here. And we talked about this a little bit before we recorded. And um, I'm going to read something directly from your Facebook page, if you don't mind. Um, I think it's from around the end of September. And actually, can you give me a little bit of background before I read the post? I just want to make sure that I have the story correct. 
Okay. I You'll have to tell me which post uh, it is. I'm sorry we didn't get into that before we recorded. So um, tell me again which, which post it is and I'll, okay. I'll fill um, you in. I want to say it was around the 29th of September. Do you just want me to read it first and then have you respond? That might be easier at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. So here we go. This is straight from Carrie Ann's Facebook page. Quote, I returned her attack with light attached and put up energetic mirrors around me with the mirror facing outwards so she can look at herself every time she focuses on me. I also telepathically let her know she is dealing with a high dimensional, kind yet fierce soul and her best option is to do some inner transmutation rather than take me on. I've got beautiful, divine, powerful friends in galactic high places and sacred warriors around me on earth. It's not a path for the faint-hearted to get a cosmic ass-kicking when trying to tear down someone like me who has selflessly served the collective to upgrade consciousness for nearly 25 years. I also understand how demons take over weak souls to target light workers. So do any low-grade minion darksiders, you use the abbreviation, I'm going to use the full version, get the fuck out of my orbit now. End quote. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I remember writing that. And uh, sometimes you really have to stand up to the uh, targeting and the attacks that come whether it's it's directly uh, from the voice to skull technology that they're using now, um, people who have uh, unfortunately taken uh, certain medical procedures are a little bit more vulnerable uh, to the frequency uh, electromagnetic waves that are coming off the 5G towers and these sorts of things. Uh, it may sound a little woo-woo for many people, um, but I'm guessing your podcast, <laughs> no, you like to go into show. No, That's right. You'd love to go into not. the area. Yeah. So, um, but also too, they will come through just, um, you know, Grandma Betty at the at the grocery store. The demons will be able to uh, take over someone's vessel temporarily and give you a hard time if you're a light worker. So something that's not always spoken about, but certainly needs to be spoken about more and more because the targeting uh, has been rife for a little while and is increasing. We're finding that the dark side, of course, they don't like what's happening. There's a great awakening in in process uh since 2020 they made their move of shutting the world down uh it was a great move in terms of what they were able to achieve but because we're in a realm of polarity they they make a dark side move the light side will make a move as well because that's how the balance has to work there's no other way in terms of universal law in god's queen god goddess queendom kingdom that that it can happen any other way so this is what we're dealing with the light will will pull stronger and so therefore the dark side has to make another counter move in order to thwart some of the ways in which we're ascending uh at an accelerated rate at this time so uh yeah i received a pretty brutal attack um via email from a potential a potential client a client that i knew immediately was not welcome in our business and i'm mm. i'm strong enough um to be able to say no uh but you know when the dark siders are using different different people to come through um and there's a lot of trickster energy out there so 
sometimes we have to just be completely in our power, not worry about what anyone thinks of us at all, and just be willing to go out there and speak the truth. And, uh, you know, as far as it goes for, for friends in high places, I absolutely, you know, am so in touch with my galactic team. But yeah. also there's souls like you, Phil, that are on the planet, you know, real men doing real work. Um, and these are the warriors that that have got your back as well. Um, we're, we're a big tribe here of light workers, and we're achieving some very powerful things at the moment you touched on so many things that i want to talk about later on so i appreciate you just giving us a bit of a tease in response and that was like all that was none of that was planned like that just all rolled out organically so that was that was beautiful i just want to say first things first um that's one of the best shutdown tactics like for a troll or a dark sider i've ever come across myself and i really appreciate the quote you put in there i'm a kind soul but i'm fierce like just because you're love and light and you're a light worker does not make you or any of us who take this seriously a pushover yes and it's something that we all must uh become accustomed to knowing when to call in our night side or our shadow side energies many uh light workers have been drawn into the fake woke communities uh which is it's all love and light and and we zip the lip and we we you know we toe the line and and we only speak to uh positivity we can't even allow a negative thought to come into our mind and uh that has been another agenda from the dark side in order to shut our throat chakras down and it really played out in our atlantean day where they were able to censor us and back in those days it was it was more of a mechanical type thing where they would put uh collars around the throat and and many people still have that experience of uh feeling persecuted if they speak uh the throat chakra being shut down so we're we're literally having to from those ancient times which we're still carrying the codes of in the now moment take mm. off those collars we're seeing uh the social media giants uh with their with their censorship and their their fact checkers and and so we're seeing the same energies rolling out yet again um we have to be willing to stand up to it we have to be willing to not be liked we have to be willing to be ridiculed um to take some hits from from the trolls because it's the only way we're going to persevere and and really get our message out there and i'm i'm so loving and i'm so kind but boy am i fierce. <laughs> boy am i fierce and mm -hmm. I'll call in my dragons if I need to, and I'll allow them to speak through me. And I'm not frightened of that that night side or that shadow side within myself. It's a very different quality to employ that part of yourself than it is to be a dark side up. They are completely different energies. But if you're going to stand up to the dark side, you want to bring some dragon energy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> at times you want to know that you can breathe fire and 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 you're not frightened in that space and and even if you've got to uh confront those very dark demonic energies um even with your voice trembling then you do it you know even with your legs shaking because your adrenaline's pumping then you do it you you learn to be comfortable in those spaces and not be shut down yet again we have to be seen we have to be heard and we have to keep rising to move through this ascension gateway that's available for so many at the moment yeah especially with the recent times we've been through so like a little bit later on i'm going to be getting into your galactic friends i'm going to be getting into polarity 
and I'm going to be getting into things like false light. So I like, once again, that we're just uh, scratching the surface on these because we're going to go a little bit deeper. For the time being, I want to turn the clock back a little bit because uh, in that post, you also said you were um, in this line of work for over 25 years or helping upgrade the consciousness your other mainstay, which we're going to talk about other than your work on the Iconic Network, is My Health Yoga. And I've been on my own yoga journey since uh, 2014. I won't get into the full story, but uh, some people who I guess were, uh, how should I word this, like false allies at the time, um, shamed me and made fun of me for wanting to express interest in starting few months later, they were no longer in my life and I went and I started and I haven't been consistent over the last eight years, but I've done it up and down and I'm building back up that consistency again. And it's led me to a lot of other neat things. So your own yoga journey, Carrie Ann, was it a gateway to other modes of spirituality for you? Yes, absolutely. It came at a time, it was really like a saviour in my life. Uh, in my late teens, early 20s, I was completely off the rails. I was, well, I shouldn't say I was completely off the rails. I, I managed to get myself through university and I became a psychologist and I started working in that field. But simultaneously, I was partying hard and I was working through, unbeknownst to me at the time, some very old trauma that I'd shut down. Mm. And so this trauma came to the surface uh, through the portal of partying and drug taking. Uh, it wasn't pleasant and I don't I don't encourage anyone to, to go through the portal with such darkness, but it's certainly a way to awaken and open yourself up um, to what really matters. Um, so for me, I'd had an emotional breakdown, had a great awakening, um, downloaded a lot of uh, cosmic information at that time, but in a way that it was it was quite scattered. It was quite, um, I'm very, very psychic. And so my downloads now come in in a very light-filled way, in a very methodical way, and, and a way that makes sense to me. Um, but the codes that were coming in at that time, um, because I'd opened, you know, false portals really through the drug taking, mm. uh, yeah, it was so scrambled within me and I had to find a way to bring myself back into the light and yoga was my way through. Even though I was a psychologist at the time and I had great skills, you know, psychology can be a little bit dry. Um, there's Unless it's spiritual psychology, sometimes in traditional psychology they won't even acknowledge that we have a soul um, mm. and, and it can almost go into the medical world where, well, if the psychologist can't help you, then we go into psychiatry and then, you know, there's pharmaceutical drugs uh, that are administered and it's just not the pathway uh, that was right for me. And so yoga came in as a very practical tool. Um, I always had such a deep interest in spirituality since I was little and it just offered so much across the board because it's a system that encompasses, and I guess for many people they see it as the asanas or the um, the postures and that's one part of it, but it certainly encompasses so much more when it comes to philosophy and meditation and and chanting or affirmation to still the mind and and breath work, which we know now thanks to the likes of Wim Hof and these kind of powerful players in the world that, you know, can show us how these very ancient practices, simple practices really do work and how they can bring you into 
the light and uh, give you a way to have devotion and ritual every single day so that you ha- you develop a practice that truly works. Um, and for many people, it could be a, a, another gateway. It could be through dancing. Um, it could be just meditation without the, the physical postures um, or the chanting included. It, for some people, it's running, um, whatever it's mm-hmm. going to be for you. But I do feel because yoga incorporates the physical uh, as well as the metaphysical, that's why the system um, works. And that's why it's a pure science uh, because it's going to run the energy uh, map in the body, the meridians, the chakras. Uh, it's going to give you, you the ability to step back from the ever-chattering mind and be the curious observer to the thoughts and and have a laugh at yourself a lot of the time because if we believed all our thoughts, we'd be in a lot of trouble, you know. We mm-hmm. have to know that we are the one witnessing the thoughts. We are the eternal observer. We are the om. We are we are the universal motor. We are the, the consistent hum. And once you go deeper and deeper into those spaces, you move into the 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 throb, the thrum, the pulse of life, the the perpetual orgasmic flow of bliss that we actually are in our true self. But we've become fractal aspects of of the true god goddess source to have this experience in linear time and space to kind of be a point on the continuum somewhere on that consciousness journey and to almost slow down the oscillations of that high vibratory uh god goddess self that we are and you know the paradox of being in this world of duality means that there's a lot of heartache and a lot of pain and Yoga and and many other practices like like yoga give you the ability to sit back, to zoom out, to see it all clearly and to remain equanimous no matter what. You don't have to get taken down by the fact that sometimes you're in a state of despair or anguish or depression or anxiety. It's all okay from from a higher dimensional perspective. Yeah, uh, it's not just about postures and physiology. It's mental and it's about connecting to the breath. And I think you mentioned this, that it can turn you into the witness of what you're doing. And uh, whether you're in a pose or you're in Shavasana, like I've had a lot of downloads come to me at unexpected times, either during or just after a practice. And I find it so fascinating. One quick story I want to share, and this is very recent within the last week or two, is um, not only I discussed this with you earlier that I'm trying to get more consistency with my practice and how much I do it, but I'm also leveling up slowly at the same time. I'm not stuck at the same level. I'm going a little bit out of my comfort zone as much as I can. And I had some poses I had really trouble hitting or it would put strain on certain parts of you know my body. And there was one class where I did like an extended sit and frog pose. And it's become my best friend now. And I realized I haven't been working on my hip flexors at all. And it's causing so many problems in my practice. And since I've kind of made that pivot and that hack, things are opening up and it's starting to feel so much better. So I only bring that up as an example of how it can clear your mind and then something new could come in and greatly benefit you. Yeah, that's beautiful, Phil, because your body is pure consciousness. 
mm-hmm. it, it seems like it's a solid mass, um, but it, it shows up as a beacon and, and shows us where to pay attention if there's pain, discomfort, blockage. And the uh, postures are wonderful for that because as you sit in that frog pose for that extended period of time, you know, honing your uh, attention into those spaces that feel blocked and, and you're breathing into those spaces and you literally unfurl and untangle in a consciousness sense, in a metaphysical sense, so emotionally, mentally, spiritually, what's represented by that physical blockage, it, it, it allows spaciousness into your whole being, into your aura, and you attract, you literally then become magnetic to attract a new experience because you've you've transcended what what was in the dark, so to speak. You've brought light to those spaces. So there's a very specific science to it. And it's it's why I feel for, for people who uh, practice true yoga like you do, uh, you notice then how a new experience will come into your life, a miracle, so to speak, may occur. Uh, there'll, there'll be an opportunity, a door open for you where mm-hmm. you didn't have to try. It becomes effortless because you are the you are the macrocosm or the microcosm to the macrocosm. So life then mirrors back to you who you are. And then this is how the hologram works. So people are always pointing the finger outside of themselves instead of saying, hey, if I clean up my internal self, if I bring all the beauty and the love to to my inner scape, then what is mirrored to me from the hologram becomes very enchanting, very magical. Still a lot of turmoil and a lot of treachery and a lot of, you know, those darker demonic forces that we're having to battle. But that also from a high perspective is a perfect experience. We become uh, very uh, in touch with being on our own hero's journey when we're yogis. And so we know some of those darker forces are there to activate us. Without those darker forces, we're just bopping along the planet, not really appreciating, you know, why we're here and what this journey is about. Uh, so again, that yoga gives you that ability just to see it all from that very highest perspective. And and what a gift, you know, and well done to you for being uh, so devoted to your practice, despite getting ridicule, which I find funny, particularly for you Canadians, because I thought everyone loved, everyone loved yoga in Canada. Oh, we do. We do. That whole thing is a whole other story I won't get into right now. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other like show right there. There were, there was specific intent for that. It was, it was more about me instead of the practice itself. So, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that there. One thing I want to mention, I have a base level of respect for anybody that takes to their mats and practices. However, I constantly see two types of yogis that make me laugh. And I'm not going to pick on anyone, but I'll say most of the time it's women, just from what I've seen. You get the two, they come to class on a weeknight, and they're there to gossip. The uh, <laughs> the, the practice is secondary. They're there to sit on their mats, whisper to each other, and they're just doing this. I'm moving my hands like two people speaking until class starts, and I think that's the only reason why they show up. Or... And this could go to men or women. You get people with just constant resting bitch face. Like, they <laughs> just look like they don't want to be there. And they take their, themselves and their practice way too seriously. What are, in your yoga journey, if you can share some of the best aspects or some of the worst that you've witnessed either in yourself or others without like without being too judgmental i maybe have been a little judgy there but it's just you oh, you know <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm right there with you and i've i've definitely seen it all and i mean i i feel 
I can speak to a few things, but I feel since 2020, I almost wanted to get out of the whole uh, industry because mm. I just saw the emergence of that fake woke culture mm. uh, here right. in Australia. Our main, because uh, we we do yoga teacher training, so we're teaching people to be yoga teachers, and I've done that for oh well. I guess about 20 years, the whole teacher training part of it. Um, and, you know, had thousands and thousands of graduates across, across the world because we originally were just an in studio. Um, and you business. do it virtually, sorry? We do it. Yes. We yeah. do the virtual, okay. the online now. So that really opened us up to the whole world. And, uh, you know, I'm biased. I'm going to say our, our, my whole graduates are, are very awake. Uh, the whole ethos of our business is to move everyone back to their own heart center and to source their own truth. We don't believe in the guru being outside of themselves, but even within our own um, community, we saw in 2020, a lot of people fall away because I started to really speak out um, and you've referenced the iconic uh, show. So it is how I was asked to be on that um, beautiful platform uh, with David Icke and his sons because I, I was just out there on the front line speaking out, lost, you know, not that many from our community, but certainly a few because people were offended by what I was saying. Um, but the main association here in Australia were telling us that we couldn't do chants anymore in our yoga class because that spread the the big virus mm. and, uh, you know, you had to wear the, the mask and these sorts of things. And, uh, you know, it just, I just couldn't stand for it. I just saw through uh, the insanity of what was being said and uh, I, I just went for it, Phil. I just went for it and... Um, then started to become very disheartened with the fake woke community mm. and saw through just just how yoga had become another psyop and another agenda, like I spoke about at the top of the show, to censor people, to shut them down so that they wouldn't speak their truth, even if we didn't have the facts 100% correct at the time as we were all going through 2020. We were willing at least to speak about what we did know and and show the other side um, because there was seen to be a very evil agenda that was being rolled out. And obviously you're on the same page if you're, you know, a member of the Iconic uh, platform and uh, you're running your own podcast and speaking to these things. So, um, but, you know, some other funny stories, I guess, in the yoga world, you'll see people come into uh, classes and a lot of, and it's the women again, yeah, got to pick on the women, um, <laughs> a lot of young ladies are very naturally flexible and so they'll come in and what they want to do is showcase uh, their asana practice as if it's a performance. Mm. And I've, I've had it where I've been, you know, very aware, I can read people's energy profile very quickly and so I'll, I'll move the class in another direction. We're going to do more pranayama, more breath work, more meditation. We're hardly going to do any posture tonight in the class. We're going to we're going to go deeper, and we're going to you know see if I can draw these people, these women inward. But I've had women literally just ignore my teachings and get up and just in the middle of the class start doing headstand and then move their legs into a lotus pose while they're inverted and just you know showing off to the yeah. whole class without actually being guided even into those poses so you, you know I've seen some very very funny things and uh even as the teacher inwardly you're, you're still eye rolling going <laughs> look at that look at that big ego <laughs> look at how the big ego plays itself out so well, hilarious 
Some of our universal guides, I honestly believe, are tricksters and have a sense of humor. So we get presented with this stuff sometimes just for a laugh and to incorporate yeah, it into yeah. our own lessons, right? One thing I'll share, I got to say, this is great. This is the longest I've ever talked about yoga on this show. And some people are probably tuning in. Like, can we get to the damn reptilians already? Like, what is this? But <laughs> we'll get there yeah. soon enough. Be patient. Be patient. But the strangest thing I ever saw in my city, I was doing, uh, I was trying out a hot studio um downtown in my city and this was one of the more moderate slower flows and an older gentleman like like i'm 40 this guy was probably pushing 60 okay like up there and he was quite a bit overweight and i'm not judging i got a few extra pounds myself i'm working off here but um anyway i was on my back just breathing eyes closed before class and him and the teacher and the teacher she was really laid back and stuff i heard like very loud whispering almost to the point where it was shouting and like this whole kerfuffle. And I'm like, the heck is going on here? So anyway, like as soon as class started, he picked up his mouth off the floor and just like stormed out of the room. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But then afterwards, uh, after class was over, she told all of us what went on and uh, she just went over him because it was his first time ever at the studio. And she just went and asked him, Oh, have you ever done, you know, hot yoga before? And he just snapped out. He's like, yeah, what do you think I'm here for? Of course I've done it. And then <laughs> early on, he was like struggling and she went over to talk to him again. And he said something along the lines of like, Oh, you think you could tell me what to do? Like, it was so bizarre. And then he was gone never to be seen again. And I'm like, that that's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Wow. There you go. Just fully triggered. Instead of allowing the help to come in and, and keeping the heart open that she's not telling you you did anything wrong or she's picking oh. on you, she's actually wanting to support you. But, yeah, that's how, how trigger sensitive the ego can be in many people. And, know, oh, boy, it. we got some trigger sensitive egos out in this world, which, you know, we will we'll, yeah. we'll get to that as well. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and really, you know, once you have eyes to see, you know that that person is just feeling so unworthy deeply unworthy within themselves yeah. it gets layered up with this this harsh critical ego and it's yeah it's not pleasant to deal with and sometimes the best thing to do is to yeah let those people walk out of your class or out of your life or out of your orbit yeah. whatever yeah. whatever the situation might be yeah it's their lesson and their path i want to circle back just a little bit it's it's interesting because you talked about you went to school for psychology and you got heavily into partying i went to college for broadcasting heavily got into partying. I never let it get out of balance. However, it affected my early stages of the real world after I graduated. And I talked about that on the show a couple of weeks ago and the negative effect it had. However, I had a really interesting thing happen to me in that phase of my life. And I want to know if it happened to you in the partying phase, especially later in the evening or the wee hours of the morning, People would come up to me or I'd be hanging out with someone. It could be a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. And they just share all their deepest personal problems with me because they just felt comfortable doing so. And I think that's that planted a seed many years ago that led me onto the path I'm on now. Did this ever happen to you in this phase of your life? Because I'm going to have a feeling it did. Yeah, absolutely. And we're probably very, very similar vibrations I'm, I'm picking up. So people will come to us, you know, you've got a really open face and kind face. So people automatically can read you and, and feel your heart and know that they can share 
anything and you know, I've always been the same even as you know in the schoolyard people would be coming up and telling me their their deep secrets um and you know it's a great responsibility that you have as a you know natural light worker or a natural healer um here on the planet uh, while you're drawn to you know doing your phenomenal podcast and and helping and assisting and serving humanity and in whatever way but uh yeah certainly in the in the drinking or the the drug taking space you know the defenses go down for so many people um it does open up portals that's not necessarily a bad thing but it, it's you can't you're not in control of what's coming through those portals sometimes so um yeah Yeah, i just wanted to interject real quick i've had a couple of retired exorcists on this show and i've talked to people um who also did deep research and have a fascination in demonic possession and through all those channels it seems like there's a major correlation through drugs and alcohol abuse and opening a portal to be possessed or oppressed. Yeah, absolutely. And the interesting thing, Phil, is that there's many plant sacraments that were used by shamans and uh, were used in a therapeutic environment. And we're seeing the reemergence of that now, but it's still an underworld thing. Um, and oftentimes they're the uh, plants that are demonized and, and other drugs, particularly pharmaceutical drugs, as we know, are uh, celebrated as something that can assist us with our health. But, but again, this is the agenda of the dark side and we must be very discerning and see it very, very clearly. And it's almost what be, we're being told in the mainstream. That's the lie. That's the deception. Look a little bit deeper, go into some of the alternative areas, still be very discerning within those areas and, and feel with your heart and be guided and, and know who the practitioner is. You know, if you're drawn to doing ayahuasca or something like that, know where it's sourced from. Who is the practitioner? Is this a proper shaman? Have they had experience holding space for people? Because the plant sacraments, they will bring up the shadow side to begin with before you get to have that communion uh, with with God, goddess, all that is. And so they're not like Friday night party no, drugs, you know. No. It's not like that at all. Um, but certainly the drugs that people take out on the streets, yeah, most of them, most of them would uh, attract entities, you know, demonic entities. Um, not fun at all. And, and you know, I would encourage people and, to stay away from it. Yeah. And those harder drugs, I'm sure this is no coincidence about this. They're made in a laboratory with a lot of toxins. They're not from the earth, right? Absolutely. Rat mm. poisons, horse tranquilizers. I mean, the thing is, when we're young, we're we're not self-protective and we don't even inquire what what could be in the substance that we're consuming. Um, we just we just take it in good faith and then have to go on the ride of of whatever's been um, you know unlocked. It's like a program will start running through you, you know, and then that comes through foods and all sorts of things, not just. Mm-hmm drugs you know whether you're spending a lot of time in nature who you're spending time with uh anything can be a a false matrix program that that is activated within you so um but particularly if you're going to be taking street drugs wow (laughs) you know and there'll be many young people that'll listen to your show that that are still in that phase and and that's okay you know there doesn't have to be any guilt attached to it but Mm -hmm. let's at least bring discernment and let's at least 
stop and pause and say, hey, I'm worth it. I, I am a good soul and I love myself and I deserve the best and, and I can be choosy about, you know, what experiences I'm going to have and, and move in that direction of, of the true um, beautiful plants, you know, God's plants that, that are here to service um, for those more psychedelic experiences, you know, for particularly for people if they haven't done years of meditation, they want to open up the third eye chakra, they want to have uh, the memory coming through again of, of who they truly are, um, then they, they can be very healthy pathways to take. Yep. I got reacquainted with them or some of them this past spring and summer. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on because I uh, want your insight on a couple of things. <laughs> but yeah. in terms of health and the kind of shell game that is healthcare and pharmaceuticals and what's really good for us and what isn't. I want to talk to you real quick about something you've spent a lot of time on your platforms talking about, and that is the benefits of grounding and earthing. I've done a little bit of this myself and it is so helpful, but I feel like in the majority of the masses it's lost and it can do so much for you. So can you uh, pick that up from there? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for bringing that up. It's, it's one of the most potent healing uh, tools that we have at our disposal it's absolutely free and it's something that sounds so simple that I perceive many people overlook it because they don't truly understand just how powerful it is to get your bare feet on mother earth every single day if people can do that for up to an hour a day and I know it's cold um, where you guys are and, and probably going to get a lot colder yeah. um, but it, it's still worth it if you can um, or you can look into things like uh, grounding rods uh, or even just having uh, pot plants inside you know maybe that can be something you can use through the winter times where you put your hands down into the soil or you commune with that plant but anything where you're getting grounded uh literally will heal the entire vessel uh physically but metaphysically as well a lot of indigenous tribes know this and if they are uh, ill in a chronic sense they will actually dig a hole and get into the earth and cover themselves you know up to their neck and just have someone support them uh sit by them and and you know give them water keep them hydrated mm -hmm. um, but allow the earth and the the remineralization that the earth is going to provide for the physical vessel and allow it to clean up any toxicity any illness and you know 48 hours later you can emerge from the earth uh having had a chronic disease and and be completely healed so uh yeah cannot rave on enough about the power of earthing and grounding it's also very important for the light workers which will be your entire audience i imagine mm -hmm. um to see it from the perspective that everyone is a grid worker here so we are always bringing in the solar codes and the Sun Ra is our portal right through the central corridor of light to, to God, Goddess, all that is, the, the source code. And so we bring the source code through our holy vessel, our, our physical conduit, and then we earth it out through the soles of the feet into the crystalline grid of Mother Earth. And then through that crystalline grid, it is uploaded by the, the masses. And so people who are very... 
uh, transfixed by the false matrix who are running the false matrix programs all the time because they're always watching mainstream media. They're, they're plugged into a dead end job. They eat the sort of foods that run, um, false and programs within them they're drinking tap water uh they're they're not getting enough nature and the list goes on uh if there's enough people light workers that are grounding out the solar codes that can be freely available for upload by the collective and and so it's service work all the time Mm. and we don't often see it from that perspective but that literally is what's happening no you say that and i'm just thinking wow when I've done grounding, I'm doing it for my own benefit, my own energetic body. And you're saying there is um, benefit for the collective. And I never really knew that. Yeah, really high benefit for the collective. And I would say it's one of the highest service work that you can do as a light worker is to uh, send your energy through the grid system of, of Earth. It's designed in that way. It's a crystalline grid. It's it's the best, it's the true matrix that we need to be plugged into, not the mm. false matrix. Yeah. And uh, it knows no limitations. It knows no boundaries. Um, of course, you will see the dark side is attempting to block the sacred sites um, and, and block the grid system. And, you know, we, we're hearing so many disgusting stories about their own tunnels system and how they're interfering and creating trauma in the tunnels. Um, This is all to thwart and negate the true crystalline grid of Mother Earth. But the light workers are more powerful. We we outrank any dark sider exponentially. It's just that we're still in a little bit in spiritual amnesia. We Mm -hmm. feel it's grandiose to claim that we are that powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we don't and we don't do it now, then we're we're going to lose this galactic battle that we're a part of. Um, and so be as grandiose as you like. Know that even if you feel you're the weirdo, like knowing that you're a high-dimensional being, come here to to help a planet ascend, that's better than plugging into some of the other weird stuff that the dark side, yeah. <laughs> the deep state is, <laughs> is presenting us like, yeah, we, which weird path do you want to take right now? Yeah, and they don't they don't want us to know that. You know, you're... You just wear a meat suit. You're a dirty sinner. Mm. Uh, you're you're just worm food after you die. You have no soul. Like a lot of these narratives get pushed on us over and over again. So like, yeah, it may sound grandiose to some, but once you, you know, I don't want to use the cliche, but I have to use once you wake up to it, you realize that you were in these constructs of false programming and it's like, oh yeah, I could totally see why they want to disempower us like that. It makes all that much more sense. They're threatened by us. They're so threatened by our technology and they keep offering uh, inferior technology to us, which seems clever at this point in our consciousness journey. It seems very clever what we're doing right now. You're in Canada, I'm in Australia. We're streaming, we're creating this beautiful podcast um, and it's wonderful and, and I value it so much. However, you and I, uh, and now that we've connected this way, I have no doubt we'll go into telepathy with each other so we can tune into each other's energy field and we can yes. have a conversation in the telepathy realms. And so that becomes very real as well. And so the technology that they're showing us is not it's not bad per se. Their intention has a negative side to it. But in its purest sense, what we're being shown through technology is what we have in spades ourselves and even more powerful 
one of my uh, best friends, Ryan Parks, is a is a huge truther, uh, and he always says, you know, our brains are a million times more powerful than a supercomputer. So we look at our devices that we carry in our phone, we're like, oh, look at all these apps we can have and look at all these, and apps to me are like portals, you know, into different <laughs> worlds. Yeah. Look at all. Look at how we can stream. Look at how we can upload, download. Let's take all of those concepts and know that our brain, that operating system, is a million times more powerful than any supercomputer. And supercomputers, what take up like how many like basketball size courts, you know, like. But mm. our our own operating system is a million times more powerful. We have only just begun to scratch the surface of of our heightened technology and what we will move into is was well, beyond what I can contain or know at this point I have insights because of, of my psychic abilities but uh you know it's beyond what I know and I'm excited like like bring it on <laughs> bring it on I say yeah indeed a couple of things I want to bring up from all of that um, first one being you had me thinking I got to touch on the the grounding earthing just a little bit longer here I also, because you were talking about how the darksiders, the elites are interfering with that grid. It made me think, is that a partial purpose for all of what we hear about these underground military bases and these secret tunnel systems for them to, you know, survive or whatever cataclysm they may have planned for us or whatever? Is that also partially to mess with the natural grid of Mother Earth or Gaia? Yes, Phil, absolutely it is. Really mm. good question. Yes, they're in there, you know, and you spoke about the reptilians before. So a lot of the reptilians are living in these underground uh, bases and uh, not all reptilians are, are negatively polarised. Um, a lot yeah. of them are positively polarised and are assisting at the moment to even dismantle within their own factions um, some of the, the grotesquerie that's been going on. Um, but certainly, yeah, they... They know if they mess with the the true crystalline grid, then the the messaging system is not clear. It gets distorted. It gets blocked. And so what they fear the most is us, the the good-hearted souls, coming together with in true unity, consciousness. Um, but we've got ways, as I said, we outrank them. So we have ways that we just keep going around whatever blockage they put in our path. Um, most of the time I laugh uproariously about some of their antics. But I will say just in the last couple of weeks, and I know a lot of other people were going through it as well, it was a very intense Scorpio season. Um, mm -hmm. And Scorpio can can take you into the occult, it can take you into the underworld, it can take you into the, the darkness, which is not, not wrong. It's, it's a good place to go. You have to look at the shadow side of everything mm -hmm. and the side of everything including yourself and how you may be unknowingly uh, having a power struggle with someone and manipulating someone for your own gain but for me I'm a double Scorpio so Scorpio moon Scorpio sun it was Scorpio season then we had the blood moon thrown in there in the eclipse so we just kept going in darker and darker and darker and I have to say that it really got me last weekend only it was so I was ready to shut everything down. Like that, that, that voice to skull technology, that beaming in of, of thoughts that aren't your own, um, whether it's coming off your device or the, uh, 5G or wherever the frequency comes from, it became so strong for me. I was like, that's it. I'm shutting all my social media down. I'm mm. just going to go and live humbly and, and grow veggies. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to teach. I'm not going to serve in the public. They had me convinced that no, that was the better logical pathway to go. And, uh, you know, they almost won. And then I went, hang about, 
hang about. Um, no, this really is, these are not my own thoughts. They're trying to shut me down from speaking, from being seen, from showing up. Um, and so it's a good message for us all um, because I'm pretty fearless by nature and always has have been. Obviously, you are too, Phil. You're happy to just get out and speak about these things and lead and, and run your own show. But maybe for anyone that's listening where I already feel like, oh, who am I to be seen? Who am I to speak out? Well, do not let those those voices come in as if they're your, as if they're your own voices because they're not. Be seen, be heard, uh, be fearless, be the one out there leading the way. We need everyone on board at this time um, to 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 create that that unity and that 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 tribalism and that march forward as one soul family um no one's leading per se within that we're all leading it's mm-hmm. a different paradigm we've moved into with this age of aquarius uh we've come into this time where age of pisces that we're in was all about the man sitting on top of the pyramid and we we're all the minions down the bottom now have we flipped it you know it's not the pyramid it's the diamond so the 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 masses can sit at the top but we lead as one like force and uh, you know we're all required as as a unique piece of that jigsaw puzzle. That's so crazy that you almost packed it all in, and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Like, I want to spend a minute on this, and I think their frequencies are messing with us because uh, early on in that, my microphone almost fell over in my vocal booth here, and I got to hold it up. So I mean, so so you know, someone's tuning in for sure. But when you talk about like this voice to skull technology, so basically this technology, and I interpret this as a direct energy weapon or something that the intelligence agencies, excuse me, are in cahoots with whatever. And is this stuff out there to hijack your thoughts and make them not your own? Because it's had me thinking. There's times, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this over the years, you go through a phase, you make some bad decisions in your life, and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? Is that like a result of all that or it's? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, what I'm discovering more and more, um, talking to a lot of different truthers uh, in the community and, you know, piecing together some, some weird events in my own life is that light workers are targeted from day dot there'll be this ongoing series of strangeness that uh, once you start to piece it all together, it's like, okay, what really was that about? Uh, my sense is that uh, the the dark side never gave up their metaphysical powers. They convinced us to give up our metaphysical powers, mm-hmm. but they never gave up their metaphysical powers. So the way they perceive us, they still see auras. So for them, it's very easy to detect a light worker. Light workers are light. They radiate light. And so it's just very to, easy to yeah. Just to cut in there for a second, many people, mostly light workers, have told me that I have a very wide auric field, which I'm right. sure is connected to that. And that's probably something they could spot from a mile away, right? Exactly, Phil. I mean, even like you're sitting in lights right now, but I can see how big your aura is. So you, mm. you're 100% correct. Um, and, and so it's very easy to see you right from birth. They'll, they'll, they'll target you. And uh, there's different technologies in the way that they do it. But the, the more you grow in your supernatural powers, they will put they'll put someone on assignment on you. So you might be out walking every day and there's a strange being going past you and you think, that's a clone. 
that's an NPC, a, a non-player character. Um, and that's, you know, you look in their eyes and there's no soul there. There's no soul spark. It's it's almost like, you know, a walking device that's gathering data on you. And again, these are going into some very woo-woo areas, but it, we need to speak about it. We need to normalise what's happening because for many people, it, it is occurring. They are targeted. They have no way to make sense of, of it. And so it takes a couple of courageous beings like you and me to say, hey, it's real and it's okay. You're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And in fact, it it speaks to the to the fact that you are a powerful light being and you've come here for a very specific mission. You heard the clarion call of Mother Earth when she said, hey, we're in trouble here. You know, there's an agenda going on here that's that's threatening to draw humans into uh, zombies, transhuman gender, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and all, you know, being, I mean, we've already been slaves, I would, I would say, but like yeah. how much more do they want to lock us down into a box of their own making where we have no rights? You know, Klaus Schwab telling us, oh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. It's like, well, you know, I mm-hmm. I don't know whether I'm happy about the pittance that you're going to give me every week um, to live my cushy life, but if I don't toe the line, you're going to take even that pittance away. I, I, mm-hmm. I think I prefer to be in a, in a realm where my creativity is what magnetises my abundance, you know. That's the way it needs to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's divine reward system in place because the more I serve and create, the more that I'm, I'm, you know, finding I'm in the the flow and the abundance is just naturally there for me. I mean, we're all abundant. We all deserve abundance. We don't even need to be fed the the fear stories that there's not enough um, and that will, well, the latest one makes me laugh, that we'll have to eat bugs just to survive. So, you know, they're, oh. throwing, all, they're throwing all sorts of crazy things at us. I- I hate to admit this out loud, but I have to do it for transparency. And some people are going to be like, oh, you're on the take. You're one of them. But uh, a few years ago, um, I went back to school in my 30s and I uh, did a long drive to Toronto where the school was. And I went out to a pub for someone's birthday. And one of the guys, they had an appetizer on the menu that was fried crickets or baked (laughs) crickets. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to try them. The way they had them seasoned, I was like, you know what? These actually aren't that bad. (laughs) I hate to admit it, but well, you'll be all right, Phil. You know, yeah, yeah. Then, apparently, all the food shortages. Yeah, I got some crickets. You know, add a bit of bit of seasoning, and you're good to go. <laughs> what yeah, What makes me laugh? It's so crazy. Oh, like it, it's crazy, and and they're trying to sexualize it as well. So I saw a advertisement with Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas, and she was drinking uh, cockroach milk, and and she what? was there stuck and pouring it over herself. And and this would be the new way that it, it's okay. Everyone will will get by. Mm. We can all drink cockroach milk. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'm okay. I think I've got hey. the powers of manifestation to, like, uh, give me the almond milk, the oat milk. No, I don't, I'm not having that cockroach milk. <laughs> hey, that just, uh, yeah, because there's oat milk, almond milk, all these other things. Like, come on. You just got to be thinking, though. I have not seen this Fergie ad. Like, I happily live under a rock with a lot of this stuff. Not all of it, but a lot of it. There's some things I just can't get away from, unfortunately, (laughs) but that just made me think it's like, oh, what is the purpose of celebrity worship in our world? And I'm like, oh, I think you just summed it up. It's because they're puppets of their own, uh, their own design, their own agenda. And then that feeds into our subconscious and it's almost like a thought direct energy weapon in and of itself. Celebrity worship, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're right. It is an energy weapon. Absolutely. It's it's so ingrained in our culture to look up to these personalities. Um, but we're the real celebrities, uh, all of us, you know, anyone with with the, the beautiful, loving heart, they are the true stars. They li- We literally are stars, earth stars. And so this is where this whole notion of celebrity uh, comes from because these dark siders, they can only invert or hijack off organic creation. So they'll take certain codes. Oh, a star. We all want to be a star. We know we're yeah. a star. But we'll take it away from you and we'll say the star's out there. So worship this star and if you can look like this star and speak like this star and wear the clothes that the star's wearing, then then you, you'll almost be a star but not quite. And it's like, well, bugger that. I, I'm, I am a star. I'm going to claim it. I know who I am and and let's all claim it all together and, and shine on. You got me thinking again, Carrie-Anne. In your opinion, why do you think they call them stars or movie stars? Because, like, there's so many other elements or names they could have given, but I'm sure star is no accident. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no accident at all. Again, it's that 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 code. We are all encoded with certain uh, notions, concepts, even language um knowings and so to know that we as our Australian Aboriginals teach so beautifully they do not question that we come from the stars and yeah. for the Australians and, and it's not everywhere in the world but for the Australians uh our in- original people say we are all from Pleiadian descent you know we've all come through that that consciousness of Pleiades in order to be birthed here. And so we're carrying those codes. Um, And many others, of course, will tune in. They know they're carrying codes from Andromeda or Sirius or Arcturus or wherever it may be. Um, So we we are from the stars. We are made of stardust. Even science will attest to that. And so it's all there, but we don't claim it because we have been so programmed, like you said so beautifully before, we're so programmed to not, you know, it's not grandiose actually to claim that you're a beautiful star or a beautiful being of light. Um, but we play the small eye, we play the little eye. Oh, who am I? I'm, I'm, what, what did you say was so good, like the meat suit, and then, you know, we get, yeah. go on the ground, get eaten by the worms. It's like, oh, yeah. ho-hum, you know, yeah. groundhog around around we go but actually wow we're so much more we we are from the stars and uh i believe you know it's a really good point that you make i believe that's why they they con us and saying oh there's stars here on the planet but they're out there it's not you you know they're the, they're the movie stars or the the sports they live stars in los angeles yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i'm gonna go into this a little bit later on but i had a major revelation about that in my plant medicine journey this past summer So I'm really happy you brought that up and I'm going to circle back to it in a little while, but I've been sticking on this point for a while because we've been talking uh, about all sorts of things, but I want to give a shout out to your YouTube page for a quick second here, because uh, I was watching some of your vids uh, in preparation for this over the last few weeks. And I came across something really strange and I'm sure you're aware of it, but I have the window open here and I'm just, I don't need to screen share, but I'm just going to tell you about it right now in my experience So this is on the My Health YouTube page, uh, listed as four months ago. The title, Reptilian versus Hive Mind, who is really running the planet now? And it's a very interesting video. However, and like I said, let me know if you're not aware of this, but I have a feeling you are. 
you got slapped with a good old context citation on this video. And what it is, is, and I can't get rid of it. I tried underneath your screen. It says context, and then it gives a Wikipedia definition of a reptilian humanoid. And I'm like, what is this? This is really unusual. And then there's three dots. You click on it. It says, why am I seeing this? Or send feedback. I clicked on the why am I seeing this link, and it sent me to some nonsense page about COVID-19 misinformation. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with what you were talking about in this video. So there was a section on that link to send feedback. And then I clicked the other link and sent my own feedback. And in both uh, tabs, I typed, okay, why number one, why don't you let us think for ourselves? And number two, if this is, you know, science fiction nonsense or conspiracy theory, why are you putting citations about it? It's like you're trying to hide something. Hmm. And guess mm-hmm. what? I didn't hear a response to either one, but I was, I felt, it felt so good to send that off to this, you know, bullshit citation that's on your <laughs> video. So, oh, bless, bless your heart, Phil, for doing that. That you, what a, what a kind gentleman you are standing <laughs> up for, standing up for the, the female light workers. I really do appreciate that. That's the good sacred masculine codes that, that we need. So thank you. Yeah. I've actually stopped using YouTube because most of my mm. videos taken down now yeah. um if i'm doing anything to do with uh the galactics or i had a video uh about cern and uh mm. we've been shadow banned for a little while compared to you know the views that we get on our page um years ago and i didn't really use youtube for a while I, we started our own subscription site um and you know we're doing a lot of videos over there and then in 2020 no i'll start using the youtube again and speak out to a broader broader audience, but uh, very quickly our views went down um, as well as my business Facebook page got heavily uh, shadow banned and and I'm sort of getting away with some stuff on my personal Facebook, but it, it's been <laughs> yep. banned. At I've seen it, yep. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. And uh, the, the CERN video I did was tracking, like they obviously couldn't contain it quick enough. Um, I, I posted it on Facebook. It was up to about 5,000 views within, you know, just hours. And then it was kind of maybe around two to 3,000 views on YouTube, which was a lot for us at that time. We were barely scraping, you know, a couple of hundred views. Like we'd just been really, really censored. And then the next thing I thought, oh, this is good. They're letting this one go. No, next thing I know, they just completely pulled it. No, no explanation. They said, no. again, it was COVID-19 misinformation. Hadn't spoken about the virus at all um, in that video and uh you know we'd been working in the astral planes and uh thwarting what they were doing with their CERN technology and we were working in real time we'd gone into the astral at exactly the same time they were trying to open a what we saw they were trying to open a dark portal to let uh, more negative energy into the planet um there's a reason why their technology is so advanced and and they put it under the guise that they're uh, you know, they're assisting humanity and they're opening us up into other worlds. Well, yeah, they are, but not not, not for our own benefit, that's for sure. So this video got pulled and then ever since then I, I put up other videos, just they just get taken down. So at least that one did remain, but with uh, all the captions underneath. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It remains, but I think 
what they're trying to do is they're trying to discredit you and make you sound like a crackpot. You know what I mean? So people don't take it seriously. So it's like, they probably like, Oh, we fished through this. There's nothing we could take it down with. So let's just try and discredit it instead. That's my interpretation of it anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's been going on for me since, um, you know, strongly since 2020. And it's interesting, you know, this is why I have to pay reverence to the platforms like Iconic mm-hmm. uh, because, and I don't know whether you've just heard, but they're banning David Icke from going into Europe at the yeah. moment. Yeah, the Netherlands specifically, I think. Netherlands, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just madness what they will do to some of these um, beautiful beings on earth who, you know, have the the fire in the belly and the courage to speak out. Again, you know, why I pay so much respect to you because the work you're doing, you wouldn't even really truly understand the ripple effect of consciousness every time you do a podcast and and how that changes the hologram. Um, it's it's just beyond words and it's beyond powerful. And, uh, you know, but I, I sort of take it as a compliment now. It's like, okay, yeah, discredit me. So it means we're on to something mm. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> Thank you again for the kind words. And I mentioned this earlier, even if my hard numbers don't always show it, I do believe energetically there is a ripple effect on the consciousness and that really keeps me going. So I'm really, really happy that uh, you brought that up to me again. I want to stick on that video for just a second because many I'll say who are primarily stuck in the 3D, they kind of think the sky is falling right now. And there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of panic. And even in the truther community, um, some of it, I think maybe gets a little too crazy, but I'll get into that more later on. Um, And in this video, just to sum it up, you said that more of the negative reptilians are leaving and more of the light workers are taking over. So why say that right now when it appears like in the 3d that things are slowly starting to erode and fall apart and i'm talking about our systems not so much individuals but like just the way our systems are so like uh, can you explain that video a little bit further absolutely yeah it's um what we were shown as i work with an astral group of top psychics across the world so what we were shown in that video references is that there'd been almost like a changing of the guard in terms of the reptilian or draconian forces. And we understand the draconian nature through um, draconian law or common law that we we operate within here. Um, But also, too, we've all got the reptilian brain. So they're at the back of the skull, the amygdala. All Mm -hmm. humans actually have a reptilian brain that science will um, even talk to. And so we we all have the propensity to uh, become very ruthless, that dog-eat-dog mentality, uh, you know, get ahead at any cost, uh, materialism is king, might is right, these kind of energies. And so some people you see are still operating within that uh, frequency uh, bandwidth or that 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 range of, of 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 energy oscillation, and it's easy, you know, even for light workers to slip back into it. Um, but there was there has been a changing of the guard where we're seeing the draconian forces sit back somewhat, and the mantid forces. So the mantid forces are the hive mind forces that are coming onto the planet. This is what they're really trying to 
draw us into when it comes to the AI system. So though that the supercomputer or the, the AI uh, computer, which is, as we know, for all of us that use social media, there's an algorithm system in place so that if you search for something on Google, it's going to show you an ad then on your Facebook or it's going to, you're going to be sent an email. Um, it's so insidious that so many people are reporting now that you've even got to think about something and and then it will show itself somewhere on your social media. So again, we're getting into the frequency um, technology here when it comes to thoughts as waveforms and these sorts of things that they can now um, interact with. I just need to say, though, it's not all bad because synchronicity, which is the organic godly side plays its role too so sometimes it's pure synchronicity and you know you're in alignment and in in pure harmonic um resonance with all that is and so it, it, it there's a magical quality to it but it, it's mimicking that same that same methodology and uh so this hive mind uh or manted we call it from the galactic side we call it the manted races coming in this is particularly scary to me. I, I mean, of course, the draconian side's scary, but it was almost like we're used to it. The hive mind scares me because it, there's no originality within that. There's no room for creativity within that. They want us looking the same, sounding the same, being the same, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, eating the same GMO foods, doing the same routines, um, and all under the guise that we're being... Uh, supported and protected and our health has been looked after uh, and we know that's absolutely not the case so uh because of that negative force that comes in because we're in a polarity realm the light side will pull harder than in the other direction again the dark side can't even stop that nothing can conquer universal law nothing there there is a there is a a specific um structure to the way the galactic game works and nothing can ever break it no there's no dark side trickster that can can ever outmaneuver universal law and so whilst it seems like everything's going to you know hell and high water and in many cases for many people it is the other side is rising in in sheer brilliance and in sheer um, beauty and and true power um, because they're seeing, you know, they're seeing, okay, I don't want to be sucked into that hive. Um, I think the draconian army's got away with their their antics for a long time. Um, we woke up to that, but then it, we got hit with this mantid hive mind energy straight away. Um, but so it's like, yes, it's like taking the tidal waves one after the other, after the other, after the other. We're all experiencing that. But because of that, we are awakening en masse and the veil is being pulled back very strongly. So a lot of people have what I would call galactivated. They're starting mm. to speak star family, star beings. They're getting a lot of higher intel coming from the very benevolent forces mm. because they will come as the antidote to that Draco uh, Manted, and then the other ones who are who are particularly nasty are the Grey Aliens, and a lot of people know about those ones as well. Um, and then there's negative energies within any faction. There's negative Earthlings, of course, yeah. um, but you know th there's a generalized way that we can look at these these archetypal influences that come through onto the planet, whether you see them as beings or galactics or just archetypal energy, if you're more into psychology and however we want to perceive it doesn't really matter. We know these forces are here. 
But I would say for anyone who feels like, okay, things are going down the gurgler really quick, know that's because the light is rising and they will throw everything in their handbook. You know, these deep state characters, um, these 13 bloodline families, they literally have handbooks. You know, they go through their handbook of what they're going to do next. Oh, throw out another virus. Yeah, here's a war. You know, like they they just, and they, but you get used to the routine, you know, you see it clearly after a while. And and so, like, we all did a ho-hum over the monkeypox. Yeah, that one kind of went away. Here in Australia, they, they put us on alert again because obviously Christmas is coming and they, they want to shut us down. They want all the mm-hmm. COVID back, you know. But we all, the more that they play their hand, and they know this, the more awakening is 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 occurring. So you can see them sit back a little bit at the moment. They're sitting back, okay, which way are we going to handle this? We don't want to create more awakening. Um, and so they sit back, but then they've, they've, they've got, they're trying to get to the finish line before we get there. So they've got to keep going forward with this with the handbook and everything that they're throwing out. Um, but I feel all it's doing is waking up more people. So, you know, many people say, many truthers say that in the higher dimensions, the light has already won. Um, you know, you've got to look at timelines, how time works here in this slow down oscillatory rate, vibratory rate that we're in, in the 3D. It's almost like we're behind time, if that makes sense. So we're catching up to what we've already constructed in the higher echelons and the higher dimensions, and we're, we're playing catch-ups with ourselves. So we're, we're moving through the experiences. And, you know, we don't want ascension to just fall in our lap either. We wouldn't appreciate the the sheer rapture and the ecstasy and the true joy of of moving through this ascension gateway if we didn't do the work and it's got to be each individual has to do the work we can't rely on anyone outside of ourselves there are no saviors outside of ourselves we are the hero we are the heroine within our own path and we need to do the work ourselves and so this is the time to do the shadow work to clean up your diet to get those bare feet on the ground to get the solar codes to 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 create unity to again i want to speak to what phil's doing for anyone listening be a phil you know get out there speak be seen (laughs) be heard you know this guy is like leading the way let him be your inspiration you know we're meant to inspire each other um not look up to each other and say oh well it's okay for them they're courageous they did it no we're all meant to step up at this time two questions i was going to ask you explain why the like why the light and dark must work together. You explained it perfectly. And I was going to ask you, should we accept the fact that uh, no one's coming to save us? You just answered it perfectly. (laughs) So I love the way this is flowing here. Telepathy. (laughs) It's getting there. It's getting there, isn't it? So um, we've gone all over the gambit. We've talked about self-censorship, shadow banning, what we can and can't talk about. Somewhere on your social media, you used a very creative play of words and you called what we've been going through the last couple of years, the convid era, which <laughs> I think is pretty, uh, pretty creative there. Um, I want to just echo what you just said there. I think with the shutdowns, at least in the Western world and this device, this dual device called the internet which both can bring the light and the dark as we both know many people turn to this and they have access to information they never thought they had access to and if they were like me especially in the early goings of spring 2020 which is also when i started the show by the way that's a whole other thing but uh 
we just we wanted answers. We wanted as many answers as we possibly could, and I think it switched people onto a lot of things they weren't supposed to be switched onto. So, with the darkness of spring 2020, eventually the light rose to meet it, right? Because a lot of people woke up and got switched on. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's that it's that perfect uh, interplay between the light and the dark. And uh, one of my favourite movies, Phil, I don't know whether you've seen it, is uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword. It's the Guy Ritchie version. No, I haven't seen that version. It's it so wonderful in explaining okay. really what you just spoke about oh. um, and how the light and the dark work and uh, how the the character of the the brother of the original king uh really has to keep feeding the beast he has to keep and this is all the satanic rituals that you know we know about uh they there's a way and it's their own metaphysical uh pathway when i say metaphysical not in a good sense but they they're using ritual they're using energy they know how to tap into or summons um you know in their case dark energy we as light workers we summons light energy um but they're using all their their rituals um to gain power and but it's a it's not a sustainable pathway, unlike uh, aligning with God, Goddess, pure love. That's the only sustainable pathway. Once you you become uh, reconnected with that true essence of who you are, it's it's a perpetual motion of, of divinity running through you. But for these satanic uh, characters, they have to keep feeding the beast. And so some of their practices just get weirder and weirder and more traumatic and more evil and and you know it's 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 hard to even contain it um in our in our human soul because we we we're, we're full of love as 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 true human sentient beings we we don't understand a lot of what they do but when we understand it from an energy perspective and what what they're gaining out of it um you know at least it can logically make sense we may never do it um or we may have some memory in our soul that we we have been a part of that at one point but we woke ourselves up from that and we realize you don't continue on those pathways because they can only lead to destruction they can only lead to to depravity and and it's there's a long long road back um for any soul that goes into those pathways and i would say that for many of those souls you know they eventually get cast to dust you know they almost get deleted um mm. so they have to start the consciousness journey again you know we're we have a very high technology as humans we've done a lot of of rounds of of consciousness in in different frequency forms to get to this point you know and and therefore we have to be very very tested before we sort of merge again with the the pure god goddess head um so the tests become very very refined and this is why we have to have the interplay with the dark side because it's only when we're presented with the dark side can we uh activate our true light and our true supernatural powers so they must work hand in hand they must um be there together and they they form one unit really of consciousness uh, very difficult to decode and and understand sometimes as you're having the human journey um but it's set up and scripted by ourselves um as co-creators with with god goddess uh we're that powerful we even created a script where we we chose uh the ultimate opponent and some of these opponents some of these government um systems some of these elite and i have to say elite in inverted commas they're not elites they're parasites mm -hmm. um but 
we call them elites or the deep state or um, the Illuminati, you know, different names uh, for them, the, the monarchy and all of these sorts of things. Um, we've created we've created them to be seemingly such a powerful force here on the planet, but they only are from the perspective of the third dimension. If you only saw your life from a third dimensional perspective, yeah, of course, they're powerful. But it causes you then to go multidimensional. And this is what's happened for so many people since 2020, you know, the gateway open to the light because they brought the darkness in such a foul and grotesque way that we had no choice but to to go multidimensional. And it happened spontaneously for most people. If they weren't already awake or if they were semi-awake, you know, the awakening went to another level. So it's exciting times. It's the most daunting of times. It's the most... um trying of times um but the results that we're already experiencing many people already experiencing fifth dimensional consciousness unity consciousness love consciousness um so where that goes as we as we move more through our own shadow self and clean up our own internal worlds and and really become the love warrior that we were designed and destined to be um yeah such such beautiful times ahead for us all Mm -hmm. And that's what we all need to hear right now, because on a lot of platforms, you're going to hear the exact opposite. And it's only thinking with a 3D mindset, in my estimation. I want to get multidimensional with you in this chat in just a little bit. But there's one other post from your Facebook page I want to bring up that I believe was on November the 2nd. And it was the hijacking of terms like Ascension 5D the great awakening, the matrix, because I'll make an argument that while those words as language carry a lot of weight, they've also become empty buzzwords at the same time and may have lost their original meaning. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly what I um, meant with that post. It's um, so thanks for, for bringing that up and, and also understanding where I was coming from um, because they're fun words and, and, and they're great words, but because, in the light worker community or the truth of community, there will be the hijacking process. There will be the ones that will turn you away um, or overuse those words and change their original meaning. We almost have to stay ahead of the game. We have to keep changing our language to make it fresh, to keep pointing in the direction that we're, we're pointing in because words um, don't carry the, the the true value of what it is that we're we're wanting to express. And this is why I feel, you know, as we move into telepathy more and more, um, which which we were always originally telepathic and and we chose, you know, from a higher perspective, we chose to move into this downgraded uh, two-strand DNA operating system. Um, but many of us have got more strands of DNA activated, probably born with it. Um, and then as we do the inner work and as we keep moving through um you know, the the false matrix, unplugging where we can from it, bringing love no matter what, um, but that fierce love as well that we spoke about earlier, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, our DNA strands will ultimately come back on to 12 strands of DNA. And so the telepathy at this point is very natural and telepathy conveys more of the heart space and how we feel 
words can get a little bit weak and a bit dead, uh, particularly if they're overused. Um, and you'll see the ridicule go on, or people talking about the fine D, or that's, you know, and then we'll all get ridiculed about that. So it's okay, let's change it up. Let's call it love consciousness. Who doesn't want love consciousness? You know what I mean? Like there's always another way to reframe it or speak to it, point in the direction that these words are just signposts to help us remember and wake up. And also too, Phil, and I think maybe um guys are into this more so than women and i could be wrong saying that but um we have to remember numerics as well because numerics like sacred geometry and these sorts of things that come from the higher echelons or the higher dimensions you know they can be awakening codes as well so if you're seeing 11 11 and three 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 and all that yeah they're they're just like the soul reminding you hey you know remember who you are yeah so that's powerful too yeah, I've been seeing a lot of repeated numbers lately. Like I go phases of in and out of seeing them, but these are like different ones and I'm seeing them in more unusual places. So yeah, that's a very good uh, reminder. And speaking of language, earlier in the season, I was talking about those quote unquote elites and I called them the controllers or the dark controllers. It's almost a more fitting term. So I mean, changing the language is uh, what yeah. you got to do at times, right? I really like that. And you may, I may have to reference you, Phil, in an upcoming post because I really love that. Yeah, Yeah. by all means. Dark controllers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. it's a, it's a fair and apt name. Mm. Where I want to take things now. Okay. So I had a guest on last week's show, the rock and roll shaman, Andy Murphy. I'm going to be bringing her up again a little later. She's pretty rad, based out of uh, Colorado in the USA. And we started talking about star seeds and intergalactic beings and she got a direct channel in the middle of the interview about my own journey with this and how the gist of it was, I'm only going to be shown these aspects of my journey in pieces for the time being, because I wouldn't be able to comprehend it all at once, which I, I totally believe. And more of that you could go back and listen to in that episode. I'm not going to get into a lot of that right now. But I'm just wondering, when did you begin to connect with the intergalactic beings in different dimensions? And I'm going to make an assumption it was done through meditation and or psychedelics or something along those lines. Because like you said earlier, a lot of people woke up to this in 2020 and I had some interesting activations in my own meditations around that time. So when did this happen for you? Because I think you're probably one of those souls this happened to a lot earlier, if I'm guessing correctly. Yes, you are. Again, you're you're very, I can tell you your psychic energies are are very high. Mm. Uh, Yeah, for me, I was was born very, very awakened. Uh, I didn't appreciate that other people didn't have their third eye chakra switched on. I just assumed we could all read each other's thoughts and I could, you know, I could see energy, I could see auras, I could pretty much see through anything really. Um, And I used to spend hours and hours in um, meditation as a little girl. That was my preferred place to be and still Mm. is to this day. That's, that's, I just love going on inner journeys. To me, Mm. that's the most beautiful space um, ever and it was never difficult for me to meditate it's been interesting teaching so many yoga teachers over the years and and hearing the excuses I would call them of why they can't meditate but I I do understand through that that people find it very very 
difficult. You know, they they just can't sit still. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's such a natural space and such a beautiful space. But uh, I definitely shut it down. You know, when I spoke about those years of partying, um, I had shut that part of myself down because you just want to fit in. You don't want to be um, the abnormal one. And, uh, you know, I got woken up, chewed up, spat out of that that world very, very quickly. Um, thankfully, didn't seem like a blessing at the time, but I definitely see it as a blessing now because it catapulted me back onto my path, as I spoke about earlier. And I had to become very disciplined um, with my, you know, rituals and my devotional practices every day in order to to hold the light because I'd gone so far into, um, you know, the, the darkness. And so everything started to come back online uh, for me. But even for me, Phil, in 2020, it was a massive, massive awakening, massive. I just, I can't even put it into words. Um, I, I do call it a galactivation. Uh, so whilst I was always in touch with um, the angelic uh, kingdom and, you know, I talked to different um, beings, I guess, interdimensional beings, uh more so I was talking to a lot of light beings and what happened for me in 2020 is I was given more specific uh, insight into where my, and I do believe we're from different star systems, but where one of my origin star systems uh, anyway, that where I was from, um, I spoke to family and friends from that star system. Uh, I started to uh, also speak to uh, the the negative uh, star beings as well and gather information on on what was going on on that side of things. And so that really kind of rounded out the whole experience. I became very fearless all of a sudden. I wanted to explore what was going on on the dark side. I wanted to know more. So for me, it, it definitely expanded at that time. And I was able to then, you know, join this powerful astral group and really see that when we went into the energy realm or the galactic realm, what we were doing and how we were tweaking timelines and changing energy there or, or you know, confronting some of these dark side characters how we were seeing the immediate results in the 3D. And so anyone who doesn't truly understand multidimensionality needs to start going into meditation, needs to start working with energy, even if it's just simple concepts like uh, what you spoke about earlier with metaphysics, when you're in the yoga pose, you know, something unlocked there in the hips and then things change for you in, in in your world. That's how it works. It's all energy. Even this physical realm is energy. We think it's a solid, you know, uh, form, but it's not. It's just vi- we're just vibrating atoms. It's mm-hmm. all energy. It's just slowed down, oscillatory rate. It's a it's a denser frequency bandwidth. Um, so you know, we've all got to get out there into those um, unseen realms. I could I might call them, and the way through is the portal of the third eye. So doing the plant medicines may be very useful at this time um, for many people. Um, do it with the right teacher, but it certainly can open up the worlds and just remind you again of who you are and where you came from and your supernatural powers and how you can affect the collective consciousness and if you're coming from a space of true love then you can do no harm you can only only be a force of goodness and you are so needed everyone is so needed at this time Um, not all beings are moving through 
uh, the Ascension uh, portal that's open, uh, but but many beings are. It's 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 an on mass situation because we've come to the end of a galactic cycle. So mm-hmm. Mother Earth itself, as a celestial body, is upgrading in consciousness. Nothing will stop that. So the inhabitants that want to go with her, it's freely available for all. But you've got to do the work, and you've got to add to the collective consciousness. You've got to add love. You know that's the ingredient you've got to add, and so you've got to get yourself purified to a point where you you're embodying love i'm not going to say 100 percent of the time because that's unrealistic but, mm-hmm. but for a great deal of the time yeah. yeah when you talked about the benefits of plant medicine i was pointing at myself <laughs> because this year has been a, a major lesson and a major benefit and all that and i want to get into a little bit of that with you yeah. right now now if you don't mind, after we're done recording, I have a couple of things to ask you about these experiences, which I don't want to get into on the air. Of course. If that's cool, I won't keep you super long, but I do have a thing or two I want to ask you, and it's time to get weird. Now, weirder than we've been. <laughs> <I've>, uh, <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I brought this up to Andy Murphy on the show last week. And her answer was just so nonchalant, matter of fact, that I loved it. And I think you might do the same. But this was a major breakthrough for me because things hadn't happened quite like this. So on this trip in July of 2022, I got some crystal clear downloads about how we need to pay attention to the stars because we all come from there. And you've said it, I think, three or four times on this episode already. So yeah, you know what I mean. But I needed to hear that. But somewhere in my travels, I ended up in like a control room all these levers and panels and they were being worked on by what I will call praying mantis beings Mm -hmm. wearing like these uniforms that looked very like sci-fi or whatever. And this is journeying within and my vision's kind of, you know, blurry and not totally transparent, but this is what I see. They stop their work and they just look at me. There's two of them. They look at me and then they were like, let's go, but put their heads down and go back down to work. And it almost, I almost felt like they were like, Oh, it's him. Yeah, no big deal. Mm. And when I journaled about this and made the connection, I was like, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> and I have a feeling you have some insight. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for ahead. bringing it up because that, that's that Manted uh, group that we're talking about. And that's exactly, yeah. Phil, that what you saw is exactly what I see when we go into the astral. You're often in a control room. They're very computerized. They're very oh. digitized. That's exactly how they work. And they will, they have, I've been shown in the control rooms how, so think of like AI and the algorithms and how it's like an automated system, right? But once you become someone of interest, they will assign, so they've probably assigned a couple of these mantid creatures to you. And so you've broken through their barriers. They've seen you and you've seen them. But what they're doing when they're programming, they're trying to put plugs back into you. So they'll target you in whatever way they can. So they'll lure you into eating certain foods that you really do know you shouldn't eat, you know, um, because it'll run a program in you. Or, or maybe you'll have a few too many beers and you'll, you'll be told at that time, you'll think it's your own thoughts. Oh, I'm just having fun with the boys on a Friday night watching the game. Of course that's okay. Um, is it? It might have used to be, but you might be getting so refined in your technology and, and your abilities that they're like, oh, don't let him get too powerful. And so that they're literally sitting there computerized. It's, you know, and how it works is that um, we're, we're plugged in. You know, there's a star alliance that we're plugged into 
that are supporting our journey and we're supporting their journey it goes both ways and it's like a conduit system of 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 connection like a almost like how dna messaging system but it's like this this conduit system that goes on but we can also be plugged into the dark side as like these these prey mantis um, beings and it's a conduit system as well and they're trying to just program you all the time so that's what's coming through for me. They're, they're, you're a person of interest to them. They know you're powerful. I, I'm going to sit here and tell you again how powerful you are. And, uh, you know, it, they can't stop you. They'll try it on. But you'll you'll become very savvy and very aware even when you're not, um, you know, having the inner journey experiences. You'll just get a tweak of like, okay, that thought really wasn't my own. I really don't want that that greasy pizza and that 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 fourth beer, you know. <laughs> as fun as it would be, it's probably going to make me feel sluggish and then I'm off my game for a couple of days or or however it could be that they're, they're trying to influence you. And they'll tell you, oh, that's fun, you know, that's what you do in the 3D, oh, loosen up and just, you know, play like you used to with the boys and all of this stuff. And it's like, mm, no, actually I'm going to go further in the direction of, of my of my true power and my true consciousness so yeah they're little they're little tricksters um they don't have much power on their own the mantids you know they've got to come as a hive as i spoke about before so sometimes you feel like there's a legion of them around it's what happened to me last weekend when they're doing the voice to skull on me it Mm. literally was a legion of them but they had me so I, i was physically unwell and i haven't been unwell for well three years haven't even had a head cold um, yeah. But they had me physically unwell and they had me shut down and sleeping. But every time I'd wake up, there was just this negative barrage coming at me and it was literally a legion of them. And it's just like, I feel you, I see you, but I just did not have the energy to to battle them at that time. Um, so you just you just hold on tight and keep breathing and sleep it off and do whatever you got to do. And eventually you'll come out, you know, you'll come out the other side of it. But, um, yeah, that can be very influential. But really interesting what you saw and, um, you know, your third eye, I can tell through what we're doing with telepathy and how you're psychically reading me. I can tell your third eye's on uh, and it'll only just keep increasing and you'll have more of these inner visions, which don't always make sense to the logical mind, but they don't need to, you know. Yeah. It's, it's more about the frequency or the insight or the code is a good word to use. If you get a code from it and somehow upgrading you, then then focus on that. Yeah. Quick story I'll share. And I've talked about this on the show much in the past is that uh, in September of 2013, I had my first ever Reiki session done to me um, as a client. And that was a like a monumental game changer for me. I had baggage going on. I didn't even consciously aware I had going on. And it felt like I was reborn after that. And then, you know, five, six months later, my marriage comes to an end. And then there's, there's big changes in my world, right? And a couple of years after that is when I went back to school for what was going to be an ego-driven career that didn't work out. And it didn't work out for a reason to get me to where I'm at now. But in that period of like late 2013, early 2014, I was getting scary, vivid premonitions in my dreams like downloads and this is before I knew about any of this stuff. So I had no idea what was going on, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. I just wanted to share that based on what you just said that how these things happen, you know? 
Yeah, and Reiki is another brilliant way to get the portals open, the chakras attuned and, uh, you know, open up the inner the inner worlds and the inner visions and, you know, move out through those portals. I mean, the third eye is just a portal. People talk about, oh, going through portals, you know, we, we watch Star Trek and all of these things and we understand, oh, I want to get in a spaceship and go through a portal. And But you, you, we are we are the spaceship. We have our own Merkaba. We are the spaceship. The third eye is the portal. All the chakras are portals. Um, but the, the portal of the third eye to take you into the, the visionary realms, um, which is very real, even more real than, than this 3D realm. Um, and so does for that, you... Yeah, sorry to interrupt, incredible. but does that explain how sometimes you'll have dreams or premonitions that are master's dreams that feel realer than real because that's happened to me a lot yeah well that's the astral plane so you know people who may not as yet consciously astral travel they they definitely do it in sleep and you know those lucid dreams if you like like what you were having um, where you're getting strong premonitions of knowing you know you're getting told things ahead of time it's your your psychic self or or your star being self in a future timeline that's feeding that has that zoomed out from this realm so it sees a different has a different vista different perspective so it sees things um and can feed you the information for yourself for your own benefit uh so these are all very powerful psychic tools um you know that you're plugging into and and many people i would say everyone is listening to this show will be able to relate and if we can relate and know that that's happening, then it's only going to increase. It's only going to get to a point where we're in command of it, where we can tap into it at will. And if we have only the intention of love behind why we want these supernatural gifts and powers, then it it, it increases exponentially yet again. And uh, this is this is always the golden key. This is always the way through: is to be a being of love, to be a love warrior. That is that is who we are. Not to get tempted by the dark side. Not to lie. Not to manipulate. Not to control outcomes. As tempting as it is, and I think it's one of the main programs that's been run here in the three D. Is that we're always told to be fearful, and if you're fearful, therefore you want to control outcomes. And if you're controlling outcomes, it's the opposite of spirituality. You're not trusting in the now moment in God, Goddess, to look after you. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one because the mind's geared up and conditioned, particularly for the Westerners, you know, to control outcomes, to have everything mapped out ahead of time so we'll be safe. But we're always safe. We can't not be. We're, we're, we're children of God. We, we, like the birds in the sky, always find the next worm to eat, you know, and always looked after. We're always looked after too. We, we don't have to control outcomes. All we have to do is know that we're looked after and know that we are love. And sometimes we're downloaded into like what just happened to you with the dream premonition. We, we see the future and, mm-hmm. and that can be wonderful. But don't be tempted to even try to control how to get there. Just yeah. hold the frequency feeling and let yourself be magnetized towards that experience because it will come. And 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 it's a great way to live where we're not controlling outcomes. You know, and I'm saying this to myself as much as to anyone else, because I I can so get caught in my mind trying to set up well, how do we get to, you know point Z. Oh, let's go through A, B, C, D. And, and then I exhaust myself. It's like, just let go, Carrie. Just let go. It's okay. It, it, it'll it'll unfold. Got a whole galactic team that's working for us. And if we ask for help, and I think that's something to remember, we must ask for help. We As, fr- yes. as humans, we have free will and they can't interfere. So we have to ask. 
even in the 3D, we need to ask for help. And I mean, in the past, yeah. I've been guilty as charged with that. But I mean, it's whether it's in 3D or about beyond, you have to ask for help. And it's so funny you uh, bring that up about not trying to force or control outcomes. Um, especially since my plant medicine journeys in the summer, I've been receiving auditory downloads in here when I need them. So just to troll people, I'll call them the voices in my head. So I just sound like a loon, you know, (laughs) know (laughs) but I know, I know when it's a thought that isn't fully my own, like I can Mm -hmm. not so much. It'll probably sound like the voice in my head. It'll sound like me, but it'll have greater impact. And I'll be like, Oh, this is a download. This isn't just a passing thought. And I literally got one the other day that said, work hard, be patient. You'll be fine. They're like, you know, keep hustling, keep what you're doing, but have patience. Like if, when you lose patience, like this is when the whole, you know, arc of your journey is going to fall apart. That's what I got from that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, those benevolent voices within, you know, the true self speaking uh, through you compared to, you know, anything that's trying to take you off your game or be too logical or, you know, tell you you're not enough. Like they're, they're yeah. you know. They're, they're those trickster energies that are around, which, you know, they're part of us. I don't mean to say they're, they're separate from us. They're part of us. Um, but we certainly don't let them run the show. You know, we certainly tame those uh, egotistical trickster energies within ourselves. You know, we tame them like we tame our shadow self. It's like you can be with me, shadow. I can't get rid of you, you know, stand in a certain light. I'm going to look down. I've got a shadow. But you will be under my command. You know, you're not running the show. And and this is this is the rise of the light warrior or the love warrior is that love runs the show. That's it. Anything that's not in alignment with love will be told to bugger off and you got to say it like you mean it. And um, it's interesting you say about patience because in 2020 I was given, uh, I was told by my uh, Andromedan star family, they kept, they just kept saying to me over and over again, patience and trust, patience and trust, <laughs> patience and trust. Which I'm not. I'm not patient by nature. So, (laughs) do I have to be patient? It's like, yes, you do. So, yeah, I totally relate to that um, message that's coming through for you. Yeah, it's just it's a test for all of us, really. You know. So, um, talking about the benevolent forces and voices within, I've talked about this on the show before. I talked about it with Andy last week. I did an entire show on it in spring of 2021 with Lindsay Sharman of Rogue Ways. But I want to hear your perspective on this, Carrie Ann. What are false light and false light teachers? Because like I said, I've pretty much done a whole show on this in the past, but I find the more you dig into this, the more new information and new perspectives come up. So I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit of a range of where these false light teachers sit on the spectrum. Some of them are being hijacked unknowingly. Some of them do have good hearts, um, but the classic charlatan creeps in because they start off with good intentions and, and good messages. They might build a really healthy, whether it's a social media following or, a, you know, a biz- healthy business, and uh, at the point that they start to feed 
what is the beast of the followers or the, um, you know, the business in order to keep the businesses at a certain level or because they've bought into some uh, ridiculous notion that, you know, algorithms matter on social media and you've got to post at a certain time and, you know, you've got to have certain buzzwords. At that point, they've become the charlatan. At that point, they've become the false light teacher because they're no longer downloading pure truth from the heart in the moment, um, there's a formula. The formula starts to creep in and very easily you can slip then into um, becoming a false light teacher. So there's those ones that, you know, are sitting, I guess, on a bit of a precipice and at any time they can step back into the true light um, because they do have good hearts and they do have good intentions. They just got tripped up a bit there with the false matrix of how things, you know, how you need to operate. Even, you know, the word you used, hustle, people can take that instead of it being a fun hustle, you know, they almost become like the true hustler, the prostitute, you know, they prostitute themselves out to get more right. Yeah, that's right. So it, it can ease, you can easily fall into that. Um, even though you're speaking about spirituality and it all sounds good on the surface, the, the underlying energy is false. Um, but then you've got the, the ones that are literally plants, um, by the dark side in the light worker communities. Mm, and, uh, yeah. this has been quite, hasn't it? It's been really, um, startling to many of us to find out, uh, that, you know, even some of the things that have been said about the Dalai Lama, I, you know, yeah. they're the ones where you go, is that true? Could that be true? He seemed like such a genuine, beautiful being. And maybe he is. I don't know, but there was certainly, um, some interesting photos who he was seen with, who he was aligning with. Um, Oprah for me was one, you know, that I found out about in 2020. And I grew up watching Oprah. And, uh, you know, I was, as a psychologist, I always appreciated she always had a lot of psychological content. So I, I, you know, I felt like I learned more of her sometimes or her shows than I Mm -hmm. did on university. And then to find out that maybe not only is she dark side, but maybe a high priestess in the dark side. And again, I don't know. Um, But there's certainly, once I went down that rabbit hole, there was certainly some very, alarming information that was factual you know that you could mm-hmm. find quite easily and and things didn't didn't add up um so you've got those ones that are literally plants from the dark side that that are the true false light teachers that are leading us in the wrong direction and and they're the ones i find that won't speak about the dark side they all it's all love yes. and light, it's all love and light. i was going to say that yes please continue on that i was going to say yeah, well, you say because you you know too. So yeah, you yeah, found it. Quick uh, comment on that: I found in my own journey, and some others. Yeah, we pissed somebody off. There's a car alarm going on now. I hope you don't hear it. <laughs> it's just what it is. But uh, if you ignore the shadow work, or if you don't acknowledge it, it'll grow and grow and grow, and it'll come out in your light side in other ways. Mm. And for anybody who's like, no, love and light only, love and light only, uh-uh, you're not getting the full picture. And we went into that already, so we don't really <laughs> need to do yeah. that again. Yeah, and no, you, you're very authentic. It's wonderful talking to you because you really see the whole spectrum and how energy uh, truly works and, and how we need the interplay between the light and the dark. You know, you're a very mature soul and, um, you know, no... No mistake that we're here having this conversation, you know, talking about some very uh, high esoteric concepts, but um, bringing it through in a way that, you know, is very grounded and makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's what I try to do because I try to make 
some of the stuff that may sound like nonsense to some people makes sense. Um, I'm not going to mention any names here, but uh, there's a couple of people I unfollowed on Instagram because through my own discernment, I don't have, you know, hard facts, but through my own discernment, I decided they were false light and they were maybe into this for the money because to me, their content, and these are people with like over like a hundred K followers and stuff like that. Their content was not anything groundbreaking or relevatory to me. Like I was like, I already knew this. I'm like, I could say this on my own page, but I don't have like, you know, the glossy, uh, house Mm -hmm. with the hundred K followers and the high end audio video equipment. And there was one person, I'm not going to say the name. I don't want to go into mudslinging or anything, but I'm just wondering if you could figure out their whole MO just seems to be, is to go this deep into the camera. Cause I'm going tight into my webcam right now and just get all wide eyed. And they'll say the most like clandestine innocuous sentences that cause you know, you could put words up on the screen and I'm like, what value am I getting from this? Like, I already know this stuff, you know? So I was like, mm, unfollow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the ones that um always intrigue me is when it's always an urgent message. Oh I boy. Oh boy. I do not know what the, what the agenda is there. Why is it or urgent galactic message? And as if it's almost like they are replacing the old, you know, religion, priest style uh, concept where you've got to go through the priest to connect to God. Like you've got to go through these ones who can channel the galactics to get the galactic information. No, you don't. No, mm. if, if a teacher's not turning you back inward, they're not a great teacher. Yeah. That's not about No one holds the answers. And their galactic <laughs> information usually is very specific to their pathway. And so all this, you know, predicting what's going to happen and urgent galactic messages, <laughs> it becomes very tiresome after some time. I, I think the true psychics that can talk about the trends and the archetypal energies and the influences and 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 speak to the commonality of what we're all going through, Um that's useful because you can go, yes, I've also been going through that because we're having shared experiences, but no one has more information than anyone else. And and when it comes to your own pathway, only you have the highest insight, intel downloads. Only you can know because you know your story and you know your own symbolism. You know your own coding system. You know, you know, if a feather turns up on your path, um, and you just come off of some Native American training, you know that's very specific to you. Um, it may not mean anything to anyone else. You can't say, oh, white feather means this for everyone. No, it, it, oh. it is a generalised way of, of decoding it, but it's always specific to ourselves. So, yeah, the the whole urgent thing, that's that, that always cracks me up. Um, even though, again, you know, even with the false light teachers and, and also the dark siders, you can get a lot of truth. You get a lot of truth, but... Yeah. but does it inspire you? Does it bring you back to your own heart? Does it does it cause you to feel, oh, I, I didn't know that, therefore I keep needing a feed from this particular external source? You know, if it's anything like that, time to move on. Did um did like the law of attraction get hijacked by dark side plants or imposters? Because it's a very polarizing topic in spirituality and I've talked about it again on the show in the past. And um, when I try to talk about it with people in the past, they're like, Oh, you mean uh, the secret by Rhonda Byrne, which, you know, 
was got its big break on Oprah, no less. And I look at them straight in the eye. I'm like, I don't know, because I've never read The Secret. I've never watched the movie. And a lot of people would claim that as a form of false light. Now, for me, and this is through some own personal studying I've done over the last little while, I think it's almost like a glossy, souped-up version of some of the hermetic principles. Yes. But it's more of a... It has more sizzle to it, so to speak. Um, so I don't know. That's where I stand. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think in it's, yeah, and I love that about it is watered down from the hermetic principles because in its in its essence, of course, you know, law of attraction, it's a universal law. It, it works. It can't not work. But what's the intention behind it? If it's to get a big mansion and a flashy sports car, well, fine. But you, you will have the consequences of, putting materialism ahead of love mm-hmm. um you know love is is all pervasive love is the 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 glue of the universe it's what the the matter of the universe is made of love is always in my opinion um needs to be the highest intention and whatever comes as a byproduct of putting love as the goal great enjoy that but there's no benefit um in materialism uh, other than you meant to, you're abundant by nature. You're meant to be looked after. You're always meant to have shelter and good food to eat and, and pure water to drink and clothing. And if you need to travel somewhere to do something, there'll be enough available. It's that, that sense of there's always enough. You know, when you crack the code of the universe, there's always enough. There's always enough. You don't have to hustle and manifest and use the law of attraction in a watered down sense, you know, to get your flashy whatever so that you can just be a, a uh, a show pony on social media and then you know because the consciousness in the 3d is geared around well that's better you attract a lot of followers because they want what you've got they've mm-hmm. bought the false story that having more materialism means that you're successful um, it's just another thing to manage you know i've in my own business i've ridden the highs and the lows of a huge income um and then we kind of got knocked around quite a bit with the with the COVID, uh, COVID situation, yeah. um, lost a lot of business. And I've just recently shut down our, um, you know, I had a lot of yoga studios and shut down our last yoga studio mm. and just, you know, focusing more online. Um, and I can't say that the having the big money was better than where I'm at now. It wasn't. In fact, I would go as far as to say it was more to manage, more teachers to manage, more clients to manage, more right. <laughs> stress, more headaches. I, I'm i glad I had the experience because as the younger self in me wanted to have that experience, um, the older self in me says, thanks for that, and I'm so pleased to be in this space where I have more time again for meditation and, and just for life, you know, just for being and for reflection and talking to great people like you, you know. <laughs> so one's not better than the other. But it's always the intention behind it. And, um, you know, a lot of those false light teachers are pushing the, Oh, pushing that hustle path. It's like, yeah, yeah I prefer to just magnetize. You know what I mean? Yeah. I prefer to be yeah. magnetic. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And wasn't it uh Illuminati cavalier himself, Jay-Z, who said, more money, more problems? Yeah. <laughs> is that another rapper I was thinking of? Yeah. I might have that confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they're still giving you the truth. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, yeah, I'm living proof of that. I just told you. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they can't not give you the truth, but they're still promoting the lifestyle. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. No, it becomes very shallow very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. I wouldn't know, but I'm sure it does. I, I, I believe <laughs> it, you know. 
So Carrie Ann, we, this is unbelievable. We are already up against like the two hour mark here. And with your permission, I'd like to keep going for a little while. Cause I really want to focus on, like you mentioned, you had to close some yoga studios and scale back some of your business. I want to start focusing on a lot of your current work. And I think that's perfect to save for the tail end of this discussion. Shortly, I want to get into how you hooked up with the Ike family and their platform. You touched on it a little bit early on in this chat, and I'd love to hear more of that story because I actually, like, I'm not aware of it. But um, I want to bring up something, once again, I have to refer, and it'll probably be the last time I refer to last week's show because it's relevant. Um, Andy Murphy made a very interesting comment that she wanted to refer to the man as David Ick. And the reason she said that was, is that she has ick energy from when she's consumed his content. And I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. I'm like, David has been a very big influence on me. I'm a fan of his work. I like what his sons do. In fact, Gareth on Instagram totally cracks me up. He has some great posts on there. And I realized what she was trying to say. She thought there was a lot of fear mongering in his material and maybe led to a hidden agenda. And then I'm like, you know what? That is a fair assessment. And like, this goes beyond David and family. This goes to the whole truth or community. And there's a lot of platforms I follow and I respect. But once in a while, I got to pull back because the low vibe negativity and the fear mongering, and I don't even know if they're consciously trying to do it, goes into overdrive. And I want to give you an example of my own ick energy, (laughs) which I talked about again on the show was... I came across this YouTube channel by someone called the Pleiadian Healer. And I'm not going to fully pass judgment, but I was just scrolling who through her page. And her video titles and graphics looked very clickbait to me. And I just got this icky, low-vibe energy from the channel. So I chose not to consume it. So... Do you think the truth or community and some of these researchers go a little too far exploring the dark like that? Or Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to point out what you just said was sheer gold because you spoke about your discernment and, and choosing not to consume. And that's the true power that mm. any light worker must embody because you must honour those knowings, those feelings, and not second-guess yourself. You don't have to logic-lock yourself as to why you just impulse to move in another direction. You just go with it. Um, there's, it doesn't matter how many followers someone has or even if on the surface it sounds good. If, if there's an energy saying no, you move on. So well done to you for that. And, uh, yeah, no, I completely understand Uh about the truth of community and i i feel a lot of them you know came out pretty pretty strongly in 2020 again with good intentions Mm -hmm. Um, but because their platforms grew so quickly they had to keep feeding the beast now as soon as you're feeding the beast you know that's dark side you know that you're moving into light it's 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 the realm of the charlatan it's the it's the having to keep this this you know entity alive and then you become false within it because you you may even con yourself that the public needs you, but people are waiting on my next bit of intel, my next download, my next yeah. um, urgency. Not, yeah, the urgency again. You know, they're <laughs> not. They don't really care about you, actually. You know, and and I, I 
I, I say that with, with purity and I say that with love. No one cares that much. You can't afford to get invested in your own ego that you're that important. You're not. No one's that important um, or we're all that important, depending on which way you want to say it. Um, so definitely, totally understand. With David Icke, um, and I've heard that many, many times, um, mm-hmm. knowing the family, I do feel they're very, very genuine, uh, very mm-hmm. loving. Um, I feel with David, he has his own ikisms and he will continue possibly to regurgitate those because he sits in a he sits in a niche. He sits in a in an area where he's very needed for the newly awakened. He's very needed for the people yes. who need to join the dots together. Yeah. Um, that that's his role and he's a master of it. But once you've got the narrative, once you've joined the dots, no, you don't need to go back and listen to it anymore because mm-hmm. it will keep yeah. you circulating around that narrative and it can become negative because what you focus on, you attract. So, But you must get that information. Without someone like yeah. a David I who legitimately has done the hours of the research and must be given, you know, our reverence and our praise and our gratitude for that, without someone like him joining those worlds, even to join us into the possibility possibility that there's humans here that aren't uh, there's there's beings here that aren't human that are running this planet um to look at what the who the reptilians are he kind of sits there in the galactic realms i've never really seen him go you know looking into the andromedans and the avians and but he it's not that he doesn't believe in it it's just that that's not his role you know he has a very specific role and he's almost like an antidote and i, I feel like the iconic platform's an antidote to the mainstream media. They'll do mm-hmm. their own media drops, you know, topically, currently, and 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 speak to that. You know, you've got your other trippers on there like me and 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 bless them for for including the light workers and the multidimensionality and the consciousness um content because they know someone needs to cover it. They believe in it. They know it's real and they know it's the pathway home. Uh Jamie, who's the CEO who I'm closer to, he knows that's the pathway home. Could mm-hmm. he speak to it himself? Possibly not. Um, but I've had him on my own podcast and he, he can go there. You know, he can speak to these things and, and he knows. He always points up. He says, I know it's up there. The answers are up there. Uh-huh. You know, so it, it's in him um, to know the way through this. So I be, believe, you know, they do their best to cover a broad spectrum um, and they're not afraid to go woo-woo. They're not afraid to look at the galactic side of things. Um, but, you know, totally understand where your guest last week was coming from because, yeah, we don't need to get caught in that. I don't need – I could listen to David I for hours probably still to this day, just I find him entertaining. I love him when, love when he does his little voices and, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Ethel at the checkout. That's not who Ethel you at the are. Checkout, That's yes. what you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just you know, I adore him. He's just like a dad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally agree. We don't need to get stuck there. Let him do his job, though. For those you know, then there'll always be plenty more coming through who need to join the um, dots. So before he got scorched by YouTube <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was consuming a lot of his content on there in like late 2018 and early 19. And I was one of those gateway people he needed to reach, you know, like, so purpose served. And I was on a zoom call, a private zoom call with friends who are actually going to be collaborating with me on the show in the new year. And I said to them, and I meant this, if I didn't go down the rabbit holes, I went down from 2016 to 2019, I may have had a nervous breakdown in 2020. And he's a big reason for that. And, uh, 
before you get into your story and how you connected with them in the first place, I have to share something funny because it goes kind of into the false light narrative. I remember when his channel was active on YouTube, somebody, it may have been a group of people, I don't know, could have been a dark side plan, I don't know, hard to say, but somebody said, oh, you know that guy lives in a mansion and drives a Bentley, don't you? Like, he's only into this for the money. So he filmed a YouTube video driving home to his flat in the Isle of Wight, getting out of his compact car and giving a walkthrough tour of his, like, one-story flat to basically dispel the rumor. And I was like, well played, well played. Well played. <laughs> yeah, he's so humble. I mean, he's a legend. We we owe him so much gratitude. I mean, he's, he's of that... Uh you know that 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 group of volunteers that came through say before yours might I'm a bit old quite a bit older than you nearly 10 years older than you but um you know that uh he came through in that that group of first wave of volunteers where you know they they had a very specific job to do and he fulfilled his mission you know and is still fulfilling his mission and you know he's what in his 70s now and or nearly 70 I'm not sure of around that age and you know, he's going hard, probably harder than, than ever before, you know, supporting his beautiful sons and what they're doing with the iconic platform and, uh, you know, all, all credit to them. But, no, they're not in it for the money or the yeah. or the flashiness at all. But, yeah, fascinating story how I came to um, be involved. Yeah. Just, and, and just again, before, sorry, just before you get into that, I just want to comment that neither one of us look our age and, you know, uh, I'll take a screenshot to prove it. <laughs> that's right. Love you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> Yes, do I continue. Just, I just turned 47, so uh, I'm like, God, 50s looming, what, ha- what happened? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. thank God for yoga and these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of back to the law of attraction, really, what happened with Okay. Because like, yeah. I, yeah. I it started speaking out um, in 2020, like yourself, you know, we, we just had so much to say and, and it felt really, you know, pertinent that we speak up. And... So I had become friends with Jamie Ike, the 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 CEO of Iconic on mm-hmm. Facebook. I had friended him and uh because I thought, oh yeah, it'd be cool to have him as a friend. And uh but no interaction. I might have pressed like on a couple of his posts. Yeah. And the next thing I know, but he must have been keeping a check on on some of what I was doing. And I was working with different uh, truthers or psychics at that time, um, did a couple of documentaries, had been on other people's shows and whatnot. And uh, the next thing I know, and this was after me, so I was sitting there watching a lot of David Eye content. I'm like, I really need to get on the Iconic channel. That would be great, you know. They really need that that area of multidimensionality and linking it all together with what David talks about but taking it, you know, just that little bit more refined into those areas and uh, so this was this was one night two nights later after me sitting there on the couch just putting it out to the universe that I wanted to be on the iconic channel I get a message private message from Jamie Ike saying how are you going and I'm like what is this and so we just went back and forth and yeah he invited me to um you know be part of what they were doing and I, I nearly fell off my chair. I was just like, wow, that was the law of attraction <laughs> right there. <laughs> and I, I feel it's because my heart was in the right place. You know, when I speak about if the intention is loving, you know, you can magnetize and manifest very, very quickly and in very powerful ways. And so for me, it was a great honor and a great opportunity to um, create a series for them. And then, you know, went on and did another one for them this year. And, and hopefully I'll get to do more. Um, 
But yeah, I just really value the work that they do, even though I completely understand we don't need to get hooked into the doomsday conspiracies forever and ever. We certainly don't. We need to we need to unlock from that and, and take it into higher realms. Um, but yeah, that's how it came about. So it really was must have been all those hermetic principles, Phil. Oh yeah. Was drawing as within, it <laughs> as within, so without, you know. So um you have transcending the matrix and i think a lot of what gets covered on there we've like talked about over the last couple of hours are you able to uh get into some of the potential future projects with them or should that stay under wraps for now yeah i'm um i'm creating another series at the moment uh with some other beautiful light workers uh a couple of them uh in america so rion de ruan he is a beautiful native american uh who very galactically um, connected, but funny. He's just a funny guy. Like I just, I just prefer humor. And if we're gonna go galactic, like let's let's have a laugh about it yeah. all. He's he always keeps me very entertained and keeps me on track watching his weekly. Um, he does morning coffee with Rion um, on YouTube or on Facebook, and he's just a laugh. His his third eye is so open, and his higher selves are just streaming through him like at a million miles an hour. So he's kind of like he's bringing through all these voices and doing light language. But he's he's a solid guy, you know. He's a solid grounded guy, um, and yeah. So he'll he's going to be a part of. This one, it's called Awake, and it's going to be about um, when, you know, questions you really ask me, like when did you wake up and, and and what's that third eye awakening like and how can we describe it to others and what can many people expect mm. as we move, you know, further into this ascension um, pathway. And so, and then another beautiful friend from the UK will be involved in that. Her name's Jen McCarty. She's probably UK's, you know, top um, light worker, um, psychic, you know, works in works in that arena. There's many great ones in, in the UK, so I don't mean to say she's better mm. or, you know, yeah. than anyone else, just, you know, one of the, the, the great uh, teachers, but a true teacher, true teacher in my opinion. Um, and then uh, Laura Eisenhower, which, you know, probably many people have heard of as well. Uh, she's, um, you know, beautiful, powerful truth, also very galactically uh, minded. And then another friend of mine who I've also referred to, Ryan Parks, who Ryan, um, I absolutely love. Like he's he's really one of my best friends. And, you know, we, we're going to be doing a lot of work together um, because to me, he really can see how to navigate into the future where he he reminds everyone of who they are. He's very big on the angels and Jedis that were all incarnated angels or Jedi. So he gives you the power back to yourself. It doesn't expect you to follow him as the leader. He's like, no, you're the leader. You're yeah. the angel. You're the Jedi. Very much into the numerical coding um, system. How you know how to wake up through that. And uh, you know he he does kung flow and he's got his own. Um, sort of tried and tested science kind of like yoga really where it it can heal ptsd and and these mm. sorts of things so um that'll be the crew that's in the next series and yeah it'll it'll be fun i think it's going to be on a few different platforms though this one not just exclusive to iconic oh yeah i mean we may have to have you back on when you get those up and running those sound amazing and definitely worth discussing um yes. one note on magnetism i can't get in to too much detail here but uh and first of all thank you to the true believers who have stuck through all this who just want to hear some good old-fashioned ghost stories and paranormal investigations i swear i'm going 
more into that realm again next season when I fire it up again in the spring. It's just what I did at the tail end of 2022 was super important and I had to get it out there. So for those of you who want to go back into more of the paranormal realm, I'm going to focus on more of that in 2023. I have one major guest booked and I have a second one that is in the works and I can't get into either one. I don't want to spoil the surprises, but those opportunities, well, one, I reached out, but the other one literally fell into my lap unexpectedly. Like, and I didn't even consciously manifest it or anything. And it's similar to that, uh, South Carolina Voyager magazine interview I did recently that came to me. And like, I didn't ask for that. It came to me, they found me and through their questionnaire, they wanted to know some other inspiring stories. So I put on some local light workers and one of them has already been contacted by these people. So like, it's, you know, well done. Within, so without magnetized. So I'm really happy to hear that. Well I want to know. Deserve it all, darling. Deserve it all. No, thank you. Thank you. I want to know, do you have any thoughts on returning the My Health podcast or is that going to be permanently on the shelf? Because it's on a hiatus, is it not? It is, yes. Um, I We're about to start, Ryan and I are about to start a Lightworkers Lounge. So it will replace um, the My Health podcast. Mm. And uh, I, I no doubt we'll be having you on at some point, Phil. Oh, please um, do. Well. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, darling. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, we were meant to start a couple of weeks ago. And then, you know, I just got hit with this uh, illness and and this, uh, all these frequencies that were thrown my way. And I'm just kind of coming out the other side of it now and feeling like, Maybe I'll wait till the new year to launch it, or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll launch it next week, but uh, that'll that'll replace the podcast. So we'll be having guests on there, but we'll also be taking people um, into the astral realms, and so we can, you know, affect um, what's happening in the three D from the energy um, perspective, and and teaching people safe ways to, um, you know, move into the astral and into the galactic realms, and read their own akashic records, tweak timelines, and it's very much the work that's needed. Uh, it's the phase I feel of the the journey that we're in, where we need to become a little bit more supernatural. We need to employ our um, our what are really inherent gifts, but maybe through that soul amnesia we've forgotten how to use, and just support people in that way. Because I think we'll see some huge inroads and changes once we all start working on mass in the in the astral. So the Lightworkers Lounge is the one to look out for, and it's going to replace the um, the My Health podcast. Mm, I can't wait, and I would be honored to join you at some point whenever that is uh, on the go. So another thing you are connected to, which I actually find really inspiring. Um, at some point in 2022, I don't remember how long ago it was, but you were a part of something called the Cosmic Consciousness Conference. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit of what that's about and what your experiences was like, because I did a bit of a deep dive on them and I'm like, I don't know if I can physically join this anytime soon, but this looks and sounds really cool. And I think we may need more of these moving forward. Yeah. Oh, don't wait. Maybe, maybe I'm getting an intuitive download for you. Something maybe you're going to be running in, in Canada. So <laughs> if that's floating around your thoughts, then go uh, for it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about that off the air if you don't mind. Sure. Cause I was, I was going to bring that up to you and then here you are. And I'm like, oh, there's that telepathy again. Okay. <laughs> 
Is that telepathy? Uh, yeah, the lady who runs that, uh, Catherine Hand, she's just a magical light worker here in Australia. She, um, uh, I've been involved for a couple of years. We had to do it online last year because of, you know, Australia's ridiculous mandates and lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I think you guys went through it as well pretty, pretty I don't, harsh. I don't think yeah. it was as bad as you guys, though. You guys seem to get it the worst in the West from what I know. Yeah, I think we're we're like you know the prototype. <laughs> if they can get away with it here, they're going to yeah, try it somewhere yeah, yeah. else. But um, yeah, so the Cosmic Consciousness Conference has been going for quite a few years, and it's just bringing together uh, really probably similar to guests that you would have on Phil, where we can delve very safely and openly into the supernatural, and you know talk about the galactic side and talk about. Um, you know any any subject matter really where it's not uh, off limits we had a lady talking about tartaria and you know learning um and exploring and discovering and and but bringing groups of people together that are very conscious um and i feel the main benefit of that other than listening to the speakers is that the groups of light workers get to come together in physical form because I think we've been doing a lot of online these last few years, which has been fantastic and connecting us cross-culturally and, you know, like you and I connecting, you know, across continents and it's great. Um, but getting people together in person certainly has a very um, powerful resonance and frequency to it. And, you know, notice um, just from that last conference, uh, you know, how there's already a beautiful tribe that's formed and how they're all supporting each other and and staying in, in contact because a lot of people that are the audience members at these conferences go on to be the speakers because they're developing right. within themselves, you know, and they're, they're learning about how it all works and, and they're getting reminded, hey, just have that courage, get up and speak in front of people. You don't have to... You don't have to be eloquent with the way you speak. You just have to come from the heart and, and speak your truth. And, and it's important that we all share information because we've all got a unique piece of the of the puzzle. But, um, yeah, conferences like that are, are so much fun, you know, mm. for me, not only getting to speak at them um, but to listen to the other speakers. And, and also I would go as far as to say as I don't agree with all the speakers that, you know, I heard. But um, Well, why would you want to, though? That's right. That's the point, isn't it? Why would you want to? Yeah. It's just all investigation and openness and, and yeah, honouring each other's truths and, and, but knowing that no one's got more of an answer than you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's very inspiring to me and I've got a little inkling about it too, but I got to sit with it for a little while, but I got to say though, like when you said the audience members eventually become speakers. That must be amazing because, and you've known about this in your yoga journey, isn't it really gratifying for you to see the students become the teachers down the road? Oh, it's just the best. It's so many of our beautiful graduates now have their own yoga teacher training programs, multiple schools, supporting their own communities. And there's no sense of competition either. Like I, I heard from a beautiful graduate um, of mine just the other day, and her her business is a lot bigger than my business now. Oh, wow. you know? nice. Yeah, and and she's still so full of reverence and so full of gratitude for me as her teacher. I mean, I've certainly had the ones that went up against me as you know, ripped my course, went into competitive mode. And that you know, mm. you got to ride through those spaces as well. Yeah. It's all perfect. You learn so much, and you know, you learn when to speak up and when to not battle and, and all of those things. Um, but most of them are just so loving and so 
beautiful and just seeing the work that they're doing and that ripple effect out into the community is yeah it's it's the best it's the best one of the one of the very young uh teacher trainees uh we had go through recently actually called me grandma like I've been called mum a lot in the business (laughs) She called me grandma and I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> yeah, that won't make you feel old at all, huh? No. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but she meant it with such love and I'm like, yeah, yeah um, I might need to rethink that That one. type of energy anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Carrie Ann, I only got a couple of more things I want to bring up to you, but I know it's going to foster more discussion, which is awesome. Because, uh, yeah, this has been a marathon, which is what I wanted. And I'm very happy that uh, we've both been able to hold pace with it. So this one just came up organically. I didn't have this planned. But you've talked about it a couple of times. And I think this is something I've been waiting to bring up on the show, and I haven't, is you use the term woo-woo. You're like, oh, this might be a little woo-woo for people. And you're not the only one who uses it, not by far. My very first Reiki practitioner almost a decade ago even used it referring to her practice jokingly that term i know we say it with light humor and it's a joke it really grinds on me and i'll tell yeah. you why because it's very similar to that wikipedia citation on your video i believe it was a term similar to the term conspiracy theorist which was invented by the cia by the way to discredit people, I think it's a term to discredit high-vibing light workers and to say that what they do is really junk science or it's absurd. And I mean, if you want to use it jokingly, that's fine. I consciously try not to use it because I feel like you give that energy power of trying to discredit what we do. Yes, thank you for saying that. That's great. And I've, we been all wanting, need, I've been wanting to say it for a long that. time. And yeah, I feel like this is the right moment to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm taking that on. Let's get out in front of it. And, and I'm going it, to, it's eradicated from my, from my language. Thank you. <laughs> it's old, old programming. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Because we want to preface it. Oh, what I'm about to say is, is very out there. So I'll preface it. Um, but then really we're just setting ourselves up to fail, aren't we? Because we've already mm-hmm. announced that, you know, this is, this is maybe not coming from a, a grounded place or a, a, a true place. So, yeah, thank you for that, Phil. Oh, Good no message problem. for all of us, yeah. that one. Yeah. 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 Um, but I had to be patient and do it in terms of divine timing, you see. That's why I had to do it right now. Yeah, beautiful. No, I love that. Thank you. So I want to end off with one question, and then I want to read you a statement that was going to be my last question, but then I'm like, oh, you answered it. And I think once again, it's from your Facebook page. So I'm going to go with the question first, because it's kind of loaded, but bear with me. Are we at the point in this timeline where we are collectively fighting a climactic battle where pressure makes diamonds and we will eventually emerge victorious? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, in fact, your question's so good. It 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 really answers it within the question. You know, it, it's mm. such a deep question to know how to frame that question, ask that question, the specific words and the frequency of that question that you've 
you've really answered it within the question and 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 so all I can really say on that one is like, yeah I concur wholeheartedly it's there is a, a, a pressurized situation going on that that creates the blossoming or the, the 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 diamond or the you know even like the analogy of the sword you know the forging of the sword needs to go into that hot molten <laughs> fire like where the phoenix rising um you know so all of those analogies speaking to this this process um and for me I want to and I referred to this earlier I want to appreciate my ascension I want to appreciate the rapture I want to know I did the work that I was responsible you mm-hmm. know that it wasn't handed to me yeah. Yeah, you weren't just a passenger in the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to end it with this. I was originally going to ask you, well, Carrie Ann, how do we transcend the matrix? But I'm like, oh, that's totally lame. I'm not like, how can you answer that in, you know, a matter of minutes? And I basically found the answer to this. And I want to say it was on your Facebook page, but I didn't cite it in my notes. And here it is quote, your ability to trust the benevolence of the unseen realms in the seen world is what grants you mastery over the matrix End quote. And I'm even going to put a mic drop on top of that. Cause I'm like, there's, <laughs> there's almost nothing else to say after that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's there. It's all there. It's, it's deep faith, deep trust. That's, God isn't out there. Goddess isn't out there. It's it's in here. It's this eternal presence that's always, always, always looking after us, and it is us looking after us. You know, it's it's our own self. It's it's nowhere. It's it's not difficult to find because it's with us all the time. It's 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 a beingness, a presence, a knowing. A, a it's it's right here, right now. And it if you have faith and trust in that in yourself in your your ability to be love that's it you've transcended the matrix you've transcended it because the rest is an illusion you know it seems real all these bloody tricksters after us all the time and and trust me they're there they it's not that they're not there but but they're there to activate us and so even they serve a role even they have a purpose and if i can quickly say um what's coming through for me to speak to is that this is the fake woke love light culture that says oh you've got to even love your demons away no no no, you don't no you Mm. confront your demons you tame your demons you pull them into line if once you've done that from a very high perspective within yourself you saw the value of those demons to activate you and you have a natural love for the process that they served that's okay but you don't love and light your demons away, people. You don't feed them any more energy. You, mm-hmm. you pull them into line and you discipline them and you say, that's enough. You mm-hmm. will not run this show. And you you say it and you you become fierce. So, you know, they're two different things. Um, and, and I appreciate you, Phil, because you're not fake woke. You totally get it. So it's it's a it's a real honor to um, you know, to converse with you so effortlessly for this <laughs> last two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that much time rolled by at all. And these are like the best kinds of conversations. Carrie Ann, this was epic. Everything I wanted and more. And uh, we'll definitely connect again in the future. And you are the last guest on this current season of Unexplained Incorporated. And we really went out with a bang. And I just want to tee up real quick. Next week is the season finale. Um. 
I do have a guest voice coming on, but it's for narrative purposes. It's not a guest and it's just going to feature that in myself. And I'm going to be dropping the big reveal as to what this whole season has been about, because there's been clues planted within every episode and I'm going to tie it all together. And uh, this was a perfect way to end it. And just before we officially end this, Carrie Ann, where can people connect with you and your work at the present moment? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on my personal Facebook page. Everything else has been so heavily censored. So Carrie Ann Fields um, on Facebook, that's where I'm really active. And I find there's a lot of mature uh, lightworker souls there who are just wonderful to interact with. And I will interact with you there. So if if anyone wants to um, follow me there, you'll find links there with um you know, on my page, if you want to, you know, do any courses or even just join our My Health Yoga TV. Um, but more specifically, I feel the next step, if if for those who are drawn to it, is to become part of the Lightworkers Lounge. We've decided to make it free for everyone. It's donation based. If you if you can donate, if you can't, doesn't really matter. We're more interested in um, you know drawing uh, the light workers together with a common goal to move into you know the akashic and and the astral and the galactic realms and and just see what magic we can create in those unseen realms and how that's going to affect this uh, this three D experience that we're all having. So um, yeah. Mm -hmm. thank you again for the time and uh, just remember to stay patient great message (laughs) yeah yeah there it is true believers there it is what can you say if it wasn't so late on my end into the evening I swear I probably could have gone on another hour or two (laughs) Carrie Ann showed no signs of slowing down whatsoever, and uh, I won't get into a whole lot of this, but we still talked for at least a good half hour after the recording stopped about various other things, and uh, I'm just going to share this with you right now. Unexpectedly, she provided me some major pieces of the puzzle on my own spiritual journey, and why certain things went down the way that they did and where certain things are going to be going. True believers, I swear, when I am out of this 9 to 5 matrix, the sky's the limit for where I'm going to take things in terms of trying to raise the consciousness of this place and help others. It's, It's a really exciting time for me, and I hope you're tapping into your own power in order to make it an exciting time for you as well because yeah things are certainly chaotic but one of our superpowers is finding the calm within the chaos so i want to share something real quick here because this came up very early on in the interview and i'm going to elaborate on it a little bit more i wasn't expecting getting into the intro of my yoga journey on this episode, but I'm glad that I did. And I'd like to share a little bit more of that story with you before uh, we wrap this lengthy episode tonight. It's so funny. Side note, almost a year ago is when I recorded with both uh, Ray and Gio from the Daily Transcendence podcast. They're going through a rebrand right now, changing their name, but that's what it was back then. And 
to this day, I think that is the longest episode I have ever done. This one will be a close second. So uh, bear with me on this one. So how should I say this without implicating too many people? I'll just say, uh, well, I was married because I've been divorced for quite a few years now. Um, I'll just say my social circle was a little less than positive. And me and another person in this circle, we watched a video in 2013 that had gone viral within the past six months to a year of us seeing it. And that was the video of American professional wrestler who was retired at the time named Diamond Dallas Page and his yoga program and how it transformed the life of a Gulf War veteran named Arthur Borman. Really mind-blowing stuff. And for those of you that are fans of Joe Rogan, Dallas was on Rogan's podcast a few years ago and showed this promo video, the same one I watched on the website, to Joe himself. And he broke down in tears because he was so moved by it. And I don't blame him because it's that good. And after experiencing this, uh, myself... And this other person thought, hey, maybe we should go out and do some classes together. This would be a good time for us to do it. We were both working very physically demanding jobs at the time. And just for the record, at the time of this recording, um, I'm about a couple of hours removed from doing one of Dallas Page's yoga workouts. I still tap into his program once in a while. He's a hell of a guy and it's, uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And there are some really good uh, workouts in there. But aside from all that, after I came back and made the decision that, yeah, we should do this, I literally got shamed and made fun of. And that lit a bit of a fire under me. And the reasons it happened was certain people in this circle were very controlling and they didn't want new people going in and out of the circle and going to a yoga studio especially one that would likely contain some nice-looking females, was just not in the cards for these people. So they tried to talk me out of it however they could, and that was through shame, guilt, and a slight dose of humiliation. However, the tables would turn within the next six or seven months after this incident because, well, my marriage would come to an end, a lot of the negativity from the various social circles would dissolve. And I was free to make my own decisions on a lot of things. So guess what one of the first things I ended up signing up for uh, the following winter? Well, you guessed it. But there's a bit of a funny story with that as well. As I signed up through my city's website and I saw it was an adult class. And I thought, okay, cool. No problem here. However, I forgot to do my due diligence on the venue. And the venue was a rec center for seniors. So it's snowing and blowing outside. I get to the class. I'm all ready to go. I'm definitely the only person in there under the age of 65. And I go and meet to the the teacher and she's she was super friendly and she says to me 
I have a feeling you signed up for the wrong course, didn't you? And I said, yes, I did. And she's like, do you still want to be here? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> so I rolled with it and the rest is history. One other quick thing I'll say is that uh, a few months down the road in early summer, I would do my first hot flow, hot class for the very first time. And the studio I went to actually gave me the class for free because they looked at me from behind the desk and they were like, there's no way in hell this guy's going to come back. He probably won't even finish the class. Well, I didn't go back to that studio and it eventually went out of business uh, long before the pandemic, by the way. But I finished the class. I gutted it out and the instructor actually gave me a towel at the end of class and actually, you know, showed a bit of mercy and compassion with me. <laughs> and then I went on to chug a vanilla protein shake in record time because I was not tracking my hydration back then like I am now. So I just bring this up, true believers, because when people shit talk you out of trying not to do something, don't listen. If you want to do it, do it. Doors will open, the right people will come in. And over the last decade, that has just been an absolute wonder in my world. And Carrie Ann knows all about what I'm talking about, and I'm sure many of you do as well. So thank you for giving me the space to share this story, especially in this lengthy episode. And if you listen to the intro and what I said to Carrie Ann in the discussion is that I really do appreciate your patience, true believers, if the spiritual stuff is not in your favor. I am going to be returning to some of the good old-fashioned paranormal discussions that brought us to the table back in the spring of 2020. Like I said, spring of 2023, two major guests confirmed for the opening of next season, and uh, we're just going to build the rest from there. True Believers, I think you've heard enough of me talk. We're getting close to that three-hour mark, and uh, it's time to bail. But man, I'm feeling good, and I hope you are as well. And if you're not, here's what you can do. You can find ways to stay strong, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay curious. Because if you ain't curious, you may as well already be dead. And remember, please be a good soul. Find that love is the only way. And do not spend your time feeding the Archons. Nobody wins when we do that. Season finale, episode 12 of Unexplained Incorporated, where the unknown connects with the empowered, dropping next week, December 9th, 2022, where all will be revealed. But until then, this is Phantom Phil, signing off.